Hello there, I'm Kevin Scott, writer of Star Wars The High Republic from Marvel, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to Star Wars Celebration 2023. A Utini Podcast Network production. I would imagine a lot of people have been waiting to hear, what are we doing with Star Wars movies? Episode 209, Star Wars Celebration Europe Reactions. I'm very thrilled to be continuing this journey. On this episode, Eric takes suggestions on his Patreon reward. I take you with me on every project. You're so meaningful to me, and I am so grateful for your hard work and what you've given to Star Wars and myself, so thank you so much. A new High Republic reference book is released. Do we have any other Star Wars and High Republic fans in the house? And the Utini crew talks about all the announcements at this year's Star Wars Celebration Europe. Doing Star Wars, baby! And now, here are your hosts. Live the Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Force, the Utini Network podcast all about Star Wars Celebration I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk all the things that we learned in London this weekend is the full crew, starting off with Dr. Corey Helton. How you doing, man? What is crackalacking, my friends? I am back in the hotel room uh, this week again, following celebration on uh, Sunday night. Uh, I drove out here. I'm in Lenore, North Carolina. Once again, my video is dramatically lagging behind my audio because I have a whopping 15 megabits per second download speed. Uh, and, uh, you know, I gotta go off of audio cues tonight, so if you ask me a question, you better say my name first. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be great. Um, you know who has their normal video lag, though? It's the heir to the Empire himself! It's Dr. Charles Hankel! That's right. I changed nothing, but we're still struggling, guys. That's it's just kind of the <laughs> M.O. Just kind of the M.O., but I'm happy to be here. I'm really tired after Celebration. I don't know about you guys. It's really hard to watch all those live streams consecutively like that. So Yeah, it is. Man, man. You did what you could. I appreciate your effort, but you know who doesn't need effort because he has natural skill, natural gifts, and the natural prowess to do everything he needs for this show and life. Mr. Wes Jenkins, welcome, sir! Hey, uh, yeah, good stream. <laughs> good, stream. Good, stream. good stream. I was pleasantly surprised that they actually had it early, um, early, but I mean, it was normal time in London, but 6 a.m. to about, say, noon, noon to 1 o'clock was awesome. Usually, yeah. like, you That's lost, ideal. I mean, you were sitting there the whole day, and yep. like, you, you blew through half of it. Just like in the morning and going through like your morning coffee or whatever. So um, I liked it. I was a big fan. I'm not sure about next or in two years, but <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. No, th- the time change really did wasn't bad for me like I thought. I did get up at 530 the first two days and, and kind of jumped in our slack and talked to the, to the staff about stuff that was happening. And then you're right, Wes. Then I like went to work and I just kind of had a day still. Yeah. But I, and I was energized from it. So. Very excited. Of course, everyone, Star Wars Celebration London was this past, or Star Wars Celebration Europe, which was in London. See, it happened, and I'm still calling it wrong. It's a whole phase wave thing all over again. Uh, We are going to talk tonight about everything that was revealed. I'm wearing my Celebration shirt. Hold on. Oh, yeah. It is beautiful. (laughs) Mm. 
There you go, audio listeners. I, I, Wait, I pulled it up and it wasn't pretty. Still can't see it. Still can't <laughs> see it. All right, now I can see it. Oh, yeah, that's a good shirt, bro. Well done, Corey, on that lag. We're going to walk through. to go this. through all these pictures with Corey. <laughs> so many pictures. Corey's going to be hanging out for dear life. Uh, before we do, though, I want to say welcome to everyone watching and listening to the show. Of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for all the goodness that is always coming out, including our Cataclysm review that dropped last week on this channel. Make sure to check that out. And, of course, if you're on your audio podcast, Catcher of Choice, if you haven't given us a review yet, that's fine. Celebration was busy. But you know what? Now is a great time to start that. It would make us very, very happy, but not as happy <clears throat> as our April Community Initiative, which is our Utini Cosplay Initiative. Make sure you go to the Utini Cosplay Discord channel or tag your photos with hashtag Utini Cosplay. Just like two very special people that I would love to highlight tonight. Wes, if you could grab Pamela's picture, that would be great. Pamela, just as the immaculate Dr. Freaking Afra. This is a slightly older picture uh, with an awesome Cad Bane as well. Uh, Pamela's an amazing uh, person in our community and Discord all the time. Uh, and this this Afra is is sick as hell. I love the look the tattoo as you see on her elbow. She yeah, drew them all on. That's spot That's on. Pretty spot on. Well, I assume she drew them. All right, all right, Charles. All right. Well, what's <laughs> that was spot on? Is she holding a holly crown? Is that yeah, she is. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Very awesome, very creative, loved that. And then, of course, uh, our very own team member, Alexander, who is a High Republic Jedi at Celebration this weekend. This was day one of Alexander's two-day hand-embroidered, hand-stitched High Republic cosplay. These are are insane, because we got to see kind of like a step-by-step process. He shared a lot of the photos as he was making the costume, and it was really really impressive like it's a great picture and even this sure. picture doesn't do it justice i feel like you'd have to see some of the some of the other ones or seen yeah. in person would have been even better didn't uh didn't somebody say in slack earlier that he made it into the recap video or something he yep. did i yeah. saw him yeah i watched yeah. that recap video today second. that's sick fantastic yeah fantastic the embroidery on this on his uh on his cosplay there has all of the this looks like a, a gold robe right yep. but if you look if you look if you look pretty um like in the details that has all of like the the logos of the high mm-hmm. republic that's in it's it's like pretty impressive sensational yeah, it's it almost yeah, yeah it is. it's it is custom made it's it's freaking awesome yes i absolutely love it of course the cosplay was on full display uh this past weekend at star wars celebration so everyone uh make sure you keep sending in your cosplay pictures to the utd cosplay discord channel or tag them hashtag utd cosplay and we will feature them on the show only a couple life updates for us because obviously we have a ton to talk about. But Charles, you had a particularly special week last week. Tell the good folks what happened to you and what you celebrated, why don't you? You know what happened? You know what happened? What's that? Cataclysm happened because I'm 30 <laughs> years old now. Look how old I've become. Uh, old man alert. Old man oh, alert. Your old bones. That's right. Yes. Your old no, that's, bones and your liver spots coming That's through. really the extent of it. Um, I, I took three days off of work. I had a surprise dinner that Nicole organized that was phenomenal. I wow. saw my family. I went to the beach. I, I just I had a good old time, man. I had a good old time. So I'm feeling nice. rested and recharged. Not really. Perfect, I'm feeling man. old and tired as hell. Yeah, That's right. F's Happy in the chat for Charles related. is back. Happy birthday, old man. Nice. Thank you. Thank uh, you, sir. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, and then Wes, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what additional piece of technological 
brilliance did you make this week? Because it seems like every week you're putting us all to shame with what you're creating over there in Texas. Well, I swear, this is the last one. No this is yeah. the last one Ooh. that I'm going to build. That one is pretty. Oh, I just that's got done. This says Darth Vader wow. escape key right there in gold. Sick. Yeah. Looks really um, good. Yeah, I swear it's the last one. I waited. These keycaps... I waited for it's over a, a year for. This is a mechanical over keyboard that he's holding up. A year. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. I didn't even say that Like for audio listeners. I have a mechanical keyboard. <clears throat> I got into it during the pandemic like an idiot. Please don't get into this hobby. It is so stupid, and I know it's stupid, <coughs> yet I keep doing it. Um, but, how, many, how many do you have now? Uh, oh, shit, I'm about to sell another one. Um, I have five. Oh, oh man, God. which one don't you want for like about twenty bucks? Uh, let me know. Uh, I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure I get. I'm pretty sure I get credit for this. I think I'm the one that introduced you. Do you, you do? You absolutely. I didn't know do. what that was that you held up. You held up your mechanical keyboard to the camera, and you were like, "Look, look, it makes clicky clack sounds." And I was like, "Do you plug that in or something?" You're like, "Yes, Wes, you plug it in." And like, I had no clue. Oh my God, Wes, give us a <laughs> no clicky clack test. Can you, can you hold up to the, to the mic? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's disgusting. Come on. Come on. Hold on. It's so low, we Nothing's can't even coming hear. Out. It's not picking it up on that. the mic. Thock. Thock. That's what they call it. Thock. 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 I don't like that. This is supposed to be a PG-13 podcast. <laughs> I don't know what, you're, what, what you're saying. You can't just thock into the microphone. <laughs> what is this, a Battle Scars roundtable? Come on now. Um, so, yourself, yes, this Wes. is the second to last one that I'm going to build. What, I swear. two seconds ago was the last one? <laughs> I just bought this one, so I gotta. I have to oh take it apart God. and put it in a nicer case. <laughs> Ridiculous! Anyway, Ridiculous! I love it, Wes. That's what I did. Those are my life updates. Well, Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've created, because <laughs> you'll build another one next week. That's right. Well, I'm glad for you, buddy. Uh, but I'm also glad for you, Teeny. Every day, but especially. When it does good things for our Patreon community at patreon.com slash utini. Uh, thank you to everyone over there. And I have a quick announcement. Rather, a plead. An ask, if you will. Um, as Corey uh, and Emma very dexterously created a Patreon event for the first quarter of the year, the next Patreon event for the next quarter of the year is mine. It's my own. My precious. However, I have... I have no idea what to do, guys. Straight up with you. I want to do what you want me to do. So if you'd be so kind in the comments of this video, uh, in our Discord channels, in the Living Force, on Twitter, whatever you like, what, as patrons, would you like from me? Would you like me to host a viewing party, a Lego build, a trivia thing, something I haven't even thought of? I need ideas. Sell one Funko a day. I'm not contractually <laughs> obligated to do anything Charles or anyone else says. But I Virtual dunk tank. Virtual dunk tank. Virtual dunk tank. I like that. I don't, I don't know what it means, yet. but you will get you one. Yeah, but instead of a <laughs> instead of a big pool of water, we should use like a pool with like electric eels. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, hey, <laughs> everything has a price. Let us know what you'd like to do after your Patreon event, and go to Patreon.com/slash/utd to join in the fun. All right, before we go to celebration, because we're getting through everything quick so we can talk about all the news, I have one very important thing to share. You may have already seen it behind me, but Wes, I do believe it deserves a Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup! All right, very recently, we got a reference book release from our friends at Insight Editions, um, and my copy did just arrive. I want to thank our friends from Insight for sending it over. This is... The Chronicles of the Jedi, which is the in-universe High Republic reference book written by Cole Horton. Um, and I got to say, oh, and illustrations by Yi Young Lee. This is not hyperbolic. 
I've read through this book this weekend. This is the most gorgeous comprehensive reference book I have read so far, period. Um, What this is, guys, is this is essentially telling the story of phases one and two of the High Republic as told by an in-universe Jedi, but all the art looks like this. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous artwork. Lee absolutely smashes it, and every bit of it, this is a little bit from phase two in the Battle of Jedi, for instance, um, and every bit of it is drawn with the same brush. So if you're like me and you've had a little bit of trouble maybe linking some of the events in the young adult books to the comics, to the adult novels, things like that, the the unified art style of Lee, along with Cole Horton's descriptions, really help it to all feel like a singular universe, if you know what I mean. And for those that may be used to reference books that have like a little less – or a lot of art and a little less description, kind of like <laughs> Art of the Higher Public by Baber, things like that – this one does have gorgeous double-page spreads, but it has a lot, a lot of text. And it's interesting, because as someone who's read every single part of The High Republic so far, I was still looking at spreads like this, Loden and Bell, the goats, and being intrigued by the stories that I already read, because Horton doesn't just rewrite the narration, things like that. He really treats it as a living history and a living document, which could be cheesy, but his skill with writing actually makes it severely intriguing and if you are like me and you've read a couple books since the end of phase one and you don't remember everything in phase one, this is a fantastic recap guide. Obviously, people like us at Utini will be recapping the phases as we get to phase three later on in the year. But I would highly, highly, highly recommend picking this up. Not only because it's gorgeous. I mean, this is like a, a pseudo leather bound um, grab here. Um, but it's also just a really nice, compact way to re re-experience the events in a whole new way. So I, I, this is, I love a lot of the Star Wars reference books. 10 out of 10. It is out now. Lando in the chat. Great question. Does this have spoilers for the second half of phase two? This has spoilers through the end of the battle of Jedha and through the end of Charles souls, the blade. Um, nice. So if you haven't finished the blade comic, uh, do that. It, it's great. It has finished by now, by the time of this release. Um, it does have spoilers for that. It has, Slight spoilers for... I don't even think Cataclysm had the spoilers that I read there. It's mostly Phase 1 spoilers. Um, Like, our favorite scene in The Rising Storm, anyone? Uh, Getting a double-page spread here. Nice, Um, nice. So, yeah. Overall, I, I, I can always recommend, if you're a collector of the reference books, to grab the art of the grab. If not, if you've never read a reference book before, I would say pick this up. Nice. That's what I got. That's my, go. my highest recommendation. I was I was I was excited for this one, but I was truly blown away by the simple quality of it. Well done. Yeah. I yeah, can, if uh... anything it if anything it catches you up, right? Because I'm yes. sure as, <laughs> as a lot of people have read the books, but they only read them once. Yep. And they, you know, That's right. a lot of books. The finer details are still in there, but you need a, a refresher. And yeah. If you have a lot of walnuts lying around, that book looks like I can crack <laughs> the shit out of them. Absolutely. <laughs> a utilitarian need. Thank you, Wes, for obviously knowing what's going on. I, uh, I, uh, I bought this book, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the first physical book I have purchased in like two years, I think. And, it's a great choice. Uh, yeah, I bought it. I'm excited yeah. to, to flip through this. I, I got here today, so I got the Amazon notification. It didn't come in time for me to take it on my trip, but that's okay. That's the thing is I stopped buying reference books, but I think I actually might get that one. Yeah. yeah. Like Charles, I need just a recap come over. Of, of phase one, especially as we're <laughs> yeah. coming into phase three, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. 
All right, so th again, thank you to our friends at Insight. Insight continues to put out, I think, some of the most unique. They also put out, like, the lightsaber collection book that came out. They're going to do the, the Higher Public lightsaber book. They do a lot of interesting uh, projects. So absolutely love them, and I'm glad they're continuing to publish. All right. Let's dive into it. Uh, this weekend, Star Wars Celebration <laughs> Europe happened. It was massive. <clears throat> it was wild. Uh, we had some friends on the ground. Uh, unfortunately, none of the four of us were able to go. But we followed along with everything. Before we do, huge shout-out uh, to our friends on the ground um, who were covering um, the, the whole celebration thing. Trevor, Frank, Carl, Alexander, Freddie. Everyone was giving us info back home. And the content team, spearheaded by Emma and JG, uh, were, were putting together articles and coverage and and live tweets going from like coast to coast international place to, to the domestic u.s it was a huge undertaking and make sure you go to utini.com to read the recaps of what happened but if you'd like to hear what happened from our mouths i guess that's your choice let's dive into day one the lucasfilm showcase panel kind of the premiere panel every celebration and we're gonna do something a little uncouth here guys i wanted to go chronological through the announcements in the panel. I think that's better. I think it's a good format. <clears throat> but we're getting new Star Wars movies! <laughs> Holy shit. Three Holy shit. I don't think... Uh, I never would have thought. <laughs> no. I don't think... This was not on my bingo card. None no. of these announcements were on my bingo no. card. I cannot freaking believe it. Well, Straight Eric, up. I just cannot freaking believe it. Eric asked us, I think at the end of last week's show, like, are they going to announce a movie... And yeah, I said uh, no. Like, no said way. No. And they said did dead. more than that. Three movies, and the specifics are really <laughs> exciting, too, which I know we're about to get into. Yes. Uh, so we have three movies. Um, we'll list them briefly, and then we'll take tackle them one by one. So uh, there are three new Star Wars movies that got announced with directors attached, and one with a very prevalent star. The first movie that got announced is a Dawn of the Jedi-era film directed by James Mangold, who recently directed Indiana Jones 5, also directed the movie Logan, the Wolverine film, Ford vs. Ferrari, a couple other great movies. Um, we then had an Imperial Remnant slash Mandoverse movie that's going to be directed by Dave Filoni, his live-action film debut. And then we had a new Jedi Order movie directed by Charmin Obaichinoy of Miss Marvel fame, Starring Jedi Master Daisy Ridley, returning as Rey to continue the saga. Mind-blowing. I did not know that James Mangold directed Ford vs. Ferrari. I literally watched that last week. I knew you were time. hung up on that as soon as yep. Eric said it. I could see it's it. so I good. I know, I know. I'm in my racing stage of life right now, and uh, <laughs> yep. it was fantastic. I can't believe this. Um, I think not only is this massive that we got just movie announcements in general, it's also three incredibly unique out-of-left-field projects. Like, yep. Yep. I don't think that they could have announced anything to make me more happy. Like, this is perfect. Yes. We're going back to, like, older public era, basically, right? Yep. Really pre-older public, yeah. honestly. Well, Wes, would you mind putting up uh, the timeline graphic that I put in? Oh, yes. uh, because the old republic was mentioned, Corey, um, as it now was. an official era on the timeline. It is. But we are it's going before that to Dawn era. of the Jedi. Yeah, we do already have it in progress on the team. The database team's already talked about it. We do need to add these new eras to our, to our timeline, which is crazy to think about. Uh, not only are we adding... New eras running three. So three new eras. 
crazy. Yeah. Um, Dawn of the Jedi is new too. This would be the yes. furthest back we've ever gone um, yep. in in the timeline. Um, Twenty five thousand years, which is right around the time the Legends book <clears throat> took place. Um, yeah. If you listen to the Legends Look Back Roundtable, they recently did on that book. How timely? Uh, we didn't have an inside source, but that's and funny. The title. Um, the title of the book is literally Dawn of the Jedi. Yeah. Is it not? I know. It I is. just want to know, will this bitch be a Jedi? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that? That was that book, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. But for all audio, audio listeners, <laughs> I forgot a couple about things that. I, I wanted to mention here. Um, on this timeline, if you haven't seen it, um, you know that all of the eras, um, both in the front of the books now and on our Utini website, have a symbol, which is great. They have a, a circular symbol mostly. Then the higher public has, like, the fanned out symbol. We now got the Old Republic has the symbol that is in the game, similar to one that you've seen before. And the Dawn of the Jedi symbol I really love because it is exactly that mural image on the floor in Octo in The Last Jedi with, with the original Jedi. Yeah. That is exactly what this image is. So wow. I didn't know um, that. <clears throat> because of that, guys, um, James Mangold didn't say a lot, obviously, about the film, but did say... This is going to be a, quote, biblical epic like the Ten Commandments in, and influenced by Ben-Hur. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That's wild. Um, I, that's just wild. Uh, this, yeah. this is like this is maybe the most unique project I've ever heard that they've tr- uh, yes. pitched and for to be a Star Wars film. I just can't believe it. Like, yep. yeah. Ben-Hur, what a hell of an inspiration. <laughs> like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Giant Head Corey. Um, talking about <laughs> Dawn of the Jedi – uh, it makes me want to read the Legends book now to see how accurate or how similar those books will be. Not saying that they will, but you know, something, some kind of reference oh. point would be neat. And I was talking about this with uh, a girlfriend, Bethany, and I was like, you know, like there's two different, um, there's two different uh, eras now, or three, two different eras. So New Jedi Order, Dawn of the Jedi. There was a book in Legends called Dawn of the Jedi, but. I think you need to read uh, all the New Jedi Order before we actually see <laughs> oh this. And she was Lord. like, I think I can do that. And I was like, all right, you said uh, it. You, New what you Jedi done? Order? <laughs> she said, oh she my God. It, is, it is really interesting, Nine? though. They could have called these eras anything they wanted, and they very specifically yeah, exactly. used oh, yeah, they're honoring Legends it. terminology, which is not to Definitely. say that they're going to just make But they the don't Republic care about the source material, Charles. <laughs> I know, I know. Those people are out there probably screaming, turning off this podcast as we speak. But I mean, that was a very I don't conscious, care. I don't want them a very to conscious to decision, right? So, yeah, yeah for um, sure. I mean, I think they are going to be pulling elements from it. I've never read Dawn of the Jedi. I read a lot of the new Jedi Order. Um, I played a lot of the Old Republic stuff and read a lot of those yeah. novels as well. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do pull in. Yeah, yeah. me too. It's yeah. going to be cool. I, I assume we're going to. I assume this is going to be really trippy. I think there's probably going to be a lot of trippiness yep. to it, like kind of world yep. between worlds feeling. I hope so. Brought to live action, too. Movie's got a lot of potential. Three, I just can't believe this, three unique projects like this. Yeah. 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 When Mangold, I mean, we, we've heard so many good things about Indy 5, right? I mean, there's a reason oh, Harrison Ford came looks back. So good. Their trailers have looked great. The footage was great. I mean, they showed another, they showed, I think, eight minutes of footage at the end of the Lucasfilm panel, mm-hmm. and people said it was amazing. Harrison Ford came back, which I think says enough about it, right? And yeah. Mangold clearly had a good enough time working on it that they're like, cool, do Star Wars now. Um, and I love the scope of it because I think that's one of the things that we've loved so much about Star Wars but have kind of been missing a little lately is the grand galactic scope. And when he's talking Agreed. epic, we want to go to the beginning of the Jedi. I can't wait for that. And then I think that's almost interestingly inversed with the second movie that got announced, which is the Imperial Remnant slash 
Mandoverse finale movie directed by Filoni. <laughs> now, this was said, um, Filoni did a couple subsequent interviews and things like that, that this is kind of acting as possibly the end of the Mandoverse story arcs. This is kind of like the Avengers hmm. film. Because remember, they said it was all going towards a TV event, we thought. But I think it sounds yeah. to me like now this is going to be the movie that is going to be the culmination of Mando, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, etc. on a movie budget. Um, that is so smart. Yeah. Directed God, by Everybody's so invested <clears throat> yeah. in all of these Disney TV series. Yep. And to get the payoff, you have to pay the ticket price to yeah, see it. Oh, it's just an AMC A-list <laughs> reservation, Wes. It's fine. It's well, what's what's interesting is I don't know if this is true. I just saw this on Twitter, but I saw a quote attributed to oh, Kathleen to Kennedy that said this was five. I think it said five to seven years down the road, and I was like, "Yeah, holy, well, I didn't see holy!" That. Because I, I, again, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, Tremont does that mean they're keeping Mando? going that whole time or would it just kind of hand off the baton to you know ahsoka and these subsequent shows i mean that's that really um that really surprised me well we had two years between seasons of mando so if they do medicine three another two years that two years then the movie conceptually could happen uh i i think it's interesting because you know we we've been slightly cooler on this season of mandalorian and I think part of it is that we we have started to really see the volumification of it. We've started to see kind of the smaller stakes of it. And I think what a great way to take this universe and explode it out. I mean, seeing the N1 flying around in Rogue One budget visuals, that sounds awesome. And Pedro Pascal might actually be on set. I'm still warm. I'm still (laughs) warm on this season, man. Yeah, that is true. That's true. I don't want to put you in a box. Um, But that's exciting. And I... I also think at a personal level, it's so fun to see Dave Filoni come as a guy who, who who came onto Clone Wars and was just an animated guy that wanted to help out, meet George Lucas, create a universe, came to Mando, created a live-action Star Wars, built that, gets to make an Ahsoka series based on his favorite character, and now after two decades of crafting Star Wars as we know it, he's going to get a feature film. That's yeah. It's just kind of cool yeah. to see he, he put it in the work. Cool. You know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I although the only the only downside of this is we're never going to free and hear the end. If it's good, we're never going to hear the end of uh, how Filoni should be in charge and yeah. And the woman who gave him the job in the movie should be fired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. This is a big deal, though. This is a big deal, and we haven't mentioned yet that that they name dropped Imperial Remnant. That's right. Talking about this too, which is a massive deal. I mean, that's like straight out of Legends to call it the Imperial Remnant was super super cool. This entire panel was just filled with Legends stuff by the yep. way yeah. like oh yeah all this timeline stuff they name drop heir to the empire like i just can't in the trailer like they we sure gotta talk did. about that in a little bit but we like will. yeah imperial remnant is is fantastic i've seen a lot of like new stuff like i saw a uh i saw a meme featuring jag and Jaina from legends on instagram wow. today, just <laughs> casually and i'm just like is this yeah, we're gonna see a massive lovely. resurgence of you know, this era I mean, of, of Legends lore has kind of been a little untouched because there's a lot of not amazing storytelling that happens in this era in, in Legends. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, it'd be exciting to see it all come back into the limelight again, the way that Thrawn has. Yeah. Did somebody finally break through that wall and was like, everybody, we have a whole, like, era. We have all these details and stories that have been told before. I mean, we could 
tap into that. Yeah, it's already been told. We don't have to like make it from scratch. Well, I we think, have, I think it's like been access happening. To that. I think that's the thing. Is it has that been too. It has been. I think happening. Mandalorian was the test, given it was the mm. first live action show. But like, mm. it was a weird and unique and like individual thing. And here we are now. We're experimenting for real with the big budget stuff, which is yeah. what I was hoping was going to happen with the sequel trilogy. But they didn't want to take those risks and. These are massive risks. This is like yeah. fantastic. Could, could be massive grisk. Who oh, knows? Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Damn, two that was Arsenio there, Eric. Two, two <laughs> chat comments that I want to highlight, and then I, uh, Wes, I want you to introduce the the last film, of course. Yes. Uh, Lando in the chat says saw an interview with Filoni where he said the Battle of Coruscant from Revenge of the Sith was an inspiration for his movie. Oh. So if that tells you anything, oh, one, one of the best visual sequences in the history of Star Wars is your inspiration. The that, whole that, movie that's, is one shot. Is that what it is? <laughs> Dear God. It's a big one. Back to one, everybody. Uh, I forgot my line. Uh, and then JG says, apparently a uh, rumor has it that season four of Mando has already been written. And this next film we're going to talk about is rumored to be the 2025 film. The next Star Wars film. <clears throat> Wes, it's your favorite character. It's what you've been asking for for years now. Um, how do you feel uh, that Ray's back? Oh, it's Ray. It's Ray. I thought Snice Noodles was getting a movie. <laughs> no, no, they're getting a, they're getting a, they're getting a story. We'll get we'll, we'll get the snoodles. We'll get the snoodles. Damn, the real story. Okay, all right. That was yes. fantastic. My and my favorite character, Ray, has come back. Daisy Ridley came Ray back who? on the stage. Ray who? Exactly. Was. <laughs> Ray from nowhere. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. They're going to reprise that. Uh, so the, uh, I'm sorry, the new Jedi Order movies directed by Charmin Obad Shanoi, starring Jedi Master Daisy Ridley, establishes the new Jedi Order symbol. And hey, there's been a lot of talk about this, and I've seen this on Twitter. I went and checked because I thought I had missed um, a certain person come out with, with Daisy Ridley, but I didn't. Is Finn... Coming back, John Absolutely. Absolutely. I would put money on it. Disney no has a lot of work to do if they get John Boyega back. I mean, yep. I think, think so I think they'll have to like acknowledge the fact that I don't know that I don't know that anybody from the Star Wars franchise has talked as much shit as John Boyega has. Yeah. I, I saw some stuff on Reddit that that Rightfully Harrison Ford so. Harrison Ford did, but that was the old days. Yeah, right? no, like, Boyega, Boyega also called them out more so than talk shit. He was like, I was told this, and or I was implied this. I think they literally have to put in writing. First of all, Mr. Mr. Boyega, here's your bag of money. Um, we have another bag <laughs> in, the, in the truck. Just take the truck. Here's a bag of money. Yeah. Um, also, we'll put in writing that you get a lightsaber in the first film. You can design it yeah. if you want, and then you're a Jedi. <laughs> like, literally tell, give him the Finn story other than imply vaguely that he's yeah. Force-sensitive. I mean, surely that's so, what they had to do with with Daisy Ridley, yeah. right? Because she I bet also she said was John had to come. Particularly... That's oh, the that's thing. You know what I mean? That's the thing is that if he does yeah. come back, I feel like he would come back more for Daisy and their bond yeah. than for Disney. You know they love I mean? each other. Yeah. They yeah, really do. True. But the story needs needs Finn. Like there would have to be a very good mm-hmm. non awkward explanation of where in the world Finn is if he's not yeah. actually in this movie alongside yeah. Daisy. Because yeah. John Boyega would quote tweet out, like, that? Finn is gone. He'd be like, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> like, can you imagine the backlash? That's true. No. So, yeah, just, like, um, giving a timeline of this. So the new Jedi Order 
is happening 15 years yep, after the rise of Skywalker. Yep. Right? That was what it is. Okay, man. So um, that's which a is, satisfying um, time jump, I have to say. Yes, <laughs> I like it. I like it. No so training that gives us- stuff. Like, yeah, Mister Dad in the chat says like Finn is basically a Jedi Master. Like 15 years of training. Like right. they should both be quite good at being Jedi. You know what I mean? <laughs> like hell yeah, I want to see them. I want to see some prequel flipping. Wes, you do you remember the uh, do you remember the the CGI trailer with Satali Shan from the Old Republic where she catches the lightsaber? Yes, in her <laughs> palm. Sure do, yes. with her hands. Yeah, dude, with her hands. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I that's what I want to see. Freaking. Oh my God. Really do. I did make a funny joke in Slack that I have to take credit for. Uh, somebody said, like, what is she going to call herself? And I think I said, uh, she is Ray shit. I lost it. Ray. Ray shit. <laughs> Ray shit. It's terrible. Ray, do not call her that. Ray Palpawakateen or something like that. Oh, Palpawakateen. Master Ray. If they left it as just Ray. Going into New Jedi Order and didn't say anything about the Palpatine part. Yep, I'm okay with I it. I mean, Master Ray. You know. People call it Master Luke. Yeah. Like, just go. Yeah. yeah, they honestly don't need to say anything about it. They really don't. No, I think it's a great idea. It could be. It could be done well, actually. Though I think it has to be acknowledged in a way, in like in a way that can be redeemed. Like maybe even the way that. Uh, like Princess Leia's story and in, uh, in Bloodline, right? With uh, with the way that all the politicians are kind of like holding it oh, against sure. her, that she's Vader's yeah. daughter and all that kind of thing. That would that might be interesting to see how that's that sure. played out. I like that idea, Jacob. And then, oh, sorry. So like throughout, it, it, you you put movies, New Jedi Order movies. So I'm guessing may or may not be yeah. additional movies, but. They say there's these time jumps at, for this new Jedi Order. If there's an, a, a sequence mm-hmm. of movies, you just see Rey, like she's straight up, but then over through these movies, she just starts her back starts humping like old. Palpatine, <laughs> and she just <laughs> she gets a black cloak rolled over like Palpatine. It's like I'm sorry, it's in the genes. Right, yeah. but your back right. just starts ro- rounding. Then, and then by the third movie, she's the third movie. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's, how, that's the movie opens, and then the crawl starts with somehow Palpatine is returned. <laughs> no, oh, I do think it's fun. The though. dead speak. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I mean, Fortnite will still be going, so I, I don't see why we can't. Uh, Jacob put oh out a great God. point. Uh, Fifteen <clears throat> years is roughly the same amount of time between Return of the Jedi and the book Shadow of the Sith, and we saw how powerful Luke was in that book. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's a, a nice, you know, comparison, yeah. especially Mr. with her forced diadem or what is it, dyad, yeah. not diadem, whatever. Mr. Dad brings up a real good point too. He says he hopes they do proper pre-production and plan them out. That's my only ask because yep. it needs to be one writer. I don't care who the director is, but it needs one writer for the whole film, for the whole series, whatever they do. I mean, this is like this is this is this is maybe the biggest opportunity yep. <laughs> Star Wars has had e- since easily. they purchased the damn franchise. Yep. Like they could they could write a lot of wrongs. They could also royally mess it up even worse. Just oh, for yeah. the record, like you know, let's not sure. put all of our eggs yeah. in one basket. Yeah, I'm not but, putting it past. But they got to try. But they got to try. Cautiously so. optimistic. This is really really exciting. When they brought Daisy Ridley out on screen, I almost shit my pants. I, like straight, I, straight. Yeah. Up. Like, I was just like, like, Daisy's I could, here. It's Daisy. It's Daisy. Daisy's here. Like for doing what? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. She I looked excited it. And, too. Yes, let's also talk. Yes. About, let's also talk about the the sort of elephant in the room in regards to like all the announcements this weekend, which we talked about a lot during celebration. And there was a ton of talk on this about Twitter on Twitter and everything about like 
they've canceled a lot of films in the last couple of years. Uh, yep. And there, it feels a little different. And everybody has been saying this. It feels a little different. He's so happy to bring an actor out on screen, attach a face to a project like this, and yep. announce it a celebration. It feels a little bit bigger than Rogue Squadron with a yep. teaser trailer. It feels bigger than this. I yep. mean, Agreed. and those were announced no way at that... also investor investor meetings and yeah. Vanity Fair articles. Like, <clears throat> it's cliche to say, but you're totally right, Corey. Like, Star Wars Celebration. Is is unlike anything else in the world. It's not yeah. you're you're saying hi guys, invest in us. Here's what we're gonna make for you. It's hey fans, thanks for traveling across the world. Guess what Star Wars is creating? Aren't you excited? That's yeah. what it is. Bringing Dis- right. bringing Dizzy out on stage <clears throat> is just I sh- I'm shocked. I cannot believe you could have held a gun to my head. And I never would have guessed <laughs> that this would have happened. <laughs> like, nope. Truly. Nope. Truly. Not in a million years. I just can't believe that she's. A- oh. We just had this conversation <laughs> like <laughs> three months ago when we did our Rise of Skywalker revisit. Yep. And yep. literally all of us were like, no, there's no freaking way they're ever going to come back. There's no way that John Boyega yeah. will ever agree after the way they treated him or Daisy would ever come back after the way they yeah. treated her story. There's no way. Like, like it'll be a decade. Years, maybe 10 years. We maybe said a decade. And it's. Freaking like two years from now. Maybe what two in the years. Hell? What in maybe the hell? I think I might have said maybe ten years. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure order. that was. I was holding yeah. out like, hope. Yeah, I know. We're getting more lightsabers on screen because we're going to be building the academy. Like we're this is, uh, it's very exciting. And I mean, uh, it it feels good. And, and again, like you said, uh, Corey Kathleen Kennedy did get those questions on the carpet, and there were various news outlets there. Um, you know, always interviewing a variety, Collider, Entertainment Weekly, all these kind of things. And she did mention a bunch of times, like, all these other projects, like the Kevin Feige project. She's like, it was, it was talked about in an article, but we never fully said anything about it. Like, she's like, all these things that happened, they were not, there was still something missing from them. This, this gets all the pieces. This is the, yep. the brand, the fans, the actor, the project, the era, wow. like, everything is working. Yeah. And it's... It's exciting. It's exciting. I think. And, um, you know? I think. Uh, I think it was Oz that brought it up in in our team too. That said that uh, like the timeline of bringing back like original characters has gotten shorter and shorter. Like yes. Luke had to wait like thirty years to come back to a project. Hayden yep. and Ewan had to wait fifteen years to come back to yep. a project, and Daisy has had to wait five years to come back to yep. a project. And that is just. So incredible. I am really jealous of all the kids, all those little rays running around at celebration. Did you see that photo of of Daisy Ridley hugging the little girl in the in the Ray costume and mm-hmm. her beautiful red dress that Daisy had on too? Never get sick of a, those. I will absolutely in the always wrap those pictures. Up, they showed someone in the crowd literally bawling their eyes out, cosplaying as Ray when Daisy came out on the stage. I, I mean it means yeah. so much to people. And yeah, you know, know what's cool is that it's taking less time, like and it and it took a genuine amount of of that fifteen years, I think, for it to become the overwhelming thought amongst the Star Wars fandom that the prequels were really freaking good. Like we yep, knew yep. that when we were the kids watching it, right? Oh, that's a there's the oh, photo. Look at that. God. But it's it's taking it's taking less time now, like you're saying, Corey, and and I think some of the creators are saying like, hey. We like these characters. You know what I mean? Like yes. we don't need to wait for you guys to to catch up for the people that hate Ray for whatever yeah. reason. Like they're standing behind that character you know. and I think that's cool and I think that's important. Yeah. For for yeah. reasons like this. Look at this picture. This is phenomenal. Yeah. No no one was. No one no one actually said that. No one said that. Everyone's All right, being nice. Good. All right, good. So obviously biggest news of of 
of the whole weekend there. Uh, but but that wasn't all. Now, going backwards in time from that panel, a couple things that we knew about happening got further confirmed. Uh, my Selfishly, my most anticipated. Uh, it's very close with all of these, but I think it is the thing they started out with, which was Andor Season 2. Confirmed, they're still shooting. Um, 2024 is when it'll premiere because they're going to shoot till November this year, do about a year of post, so I'm guessing next fall. Um, guys, earnest question for the whole panel is this the hottest cast in star wars <laughs> maybe <laughs> not after seeing the acolyte cast too can we freaking and and the and the ahsoka cast uh can we freaking just talk about the fact that star wars celebration had no business being as hot as it was there were <laughs> no, way, way too many attractive people it was not like this last year or whatever whenever <laughs> no, that was. it was no. not this attractive <laughs> It was no. not like this. I'm telling you. Y'all were in the gym. Well, there a bunch of mutants walking around in, in Anaheim or something. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm telling you. People. I'm telling <laughs> no. you. This, they, they've just picked the most I'm the only one that's not offended because I was the only one of us not there. <laughs> no, this is a, a hotness like crazy watching these people. And uh, so aside from their hotness, though, apparently there was a, uh, a teaser um, shown that, you know, had – more of what we know. Uh, we saw more Cyril. We saw more you know, Bix. Uh, Diego was there as, as Cassie and apparently had a different hairstyle, different costuming. And not too much to talk about, obviously, because it wasn't widely released. We didn't see it. But from what I heard, the base, the big buzzwords were like, it's bigger. It's just a bigger version of season one. They're going grander. And we know this is going to be where we get a lot of time skips getting into Rogue. Um, so, yeah, not a lot to say other than I... This remains my favorite show, and I can't wait for more of it. Yeah, I completely forgot that this had anything to do with Rogue One. Like, it's going to end. Like, at that part. Like, damn it. Like, there's not, there's like, oh, why only two seasons? Like, oh, I, listen, I, I'm very curious about how Andor season two, because if they stick the landing with the second season, like, it's, it's truly the gold standard, like, not even just for live action, but like maybe Star Wars in general. So, yeah. like, if, yeah. if, the, if that formula could be replicated mm. even a little bit in any of the other shows, I don't know how I can handle it. I mean, we've we've all said that Andor ruined us when it came to like Mando because Mando's more kit, more kitschy and that sort of thing. And like, they got to stick the landing. That's that's the thing. Yeah, they got to yeah, stick yeah. it. And they got especially Tony with and- the with the stakes of yeah. Rogue One. And I noticed one thing as uh, if if y'all haven't watched, go back to the Star Wars YouTube channel. Watch a lot of the interviews on on the Star Wars uh, stage where all the actors came out after their panels. They're like 10, 15 minutes each, and they're really fun. You get to see like kind of who these actors and creators are. And what I noticed is that all the other shows talked a lot about Star Wars and a lot about the project, which was great. Every Andor person that gets interviewed talks about Tony Gilroy. It's yeah, like, it's do. Tony's scripts, Tony's <clears throat> vision. Like, this guy is literally the reason Andor is good because he's a single creator. And obviously there's a lot of great creators in Star Wars, but I found it fascinating that his actors and his directors all talk about Tony about how he's the yeah. reason behind it. And I think it's a huge it's reason a why it's so successful. It's a testament to his directing ability and his his control ability. His words, I mean, man. Uh, he's just freaking good. Mm. good. Can't wait. Can't wait Fantastic. for more. Um, of course, that was followed by another thing we didn't see. That it, Oh, this is the one I actually wish I had seen the most just because it was all new. Um, another contender for hottest cast, The Acolyte. <laughs> uh, confirmed. 2024, uh, Leslie Headland, the creator, came out with a bunch of the cast, including lead Amanda Stenberg wearing Padme cosplay. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, 
That was pretty cool. Woo! Look how tall Jonas is. Yeah, Jonas Gachomo. Who will we play in Kelnaka? A Wookiee Jedi. Confirmed. Which is badass, dude. So cool. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, man, they're just taking lots of risk, man. Yeah. I'm just so pleased with the amount of risk that they're taking. With it. This, this show has got the most, I think, interesting potential of any show that they've so far announced Agreed. like in yeah. Star Wars lineup, period. Like It takes yep. place in the High Republic, which is probably not the original intention. I bet they adapted this a little bit to take place. I bet it was originally going to be Old Republic, mm. and they've adapted it for High Republic because that era has been so popular. Mm. And uh, I, I, can you believe this? A freaking nope. book like initiative is, is being brought to life like this with a can i just reveal this with a freaking yep. live action character from a book rebecca henderson yeah. coming in is playing vernesta Ver, uh, i can't even talk vernestra Rowe. i just cannot believe that like Jedi one of the most Master popular i know one of the most popular characters <sighs> in the high republic i'm just blown away wow. by that also i, I don't I know remember... if you guys have seen the seen the picture or not we got our twitter Locked briefly today yes. because we shared it. And, yeah. uh, but it might someone, be out there, hypothetically. Someone powerful. If you want to look at it, I assume it would yeah. be cool. Yeah, this. I remember when we were um, when we we stayed awake. Like it was like 11 p.m. when they gave the announcement of the High Republic, and we were like, "What? What do you think the end game is for this?" Oh, and it's God, like right. they are they are testing the waters yeah, to man. see if this will get some kind of wow. If it gets some kind of audience behind it, mm-hmm. some kind of rush. And it worked. I remember that yeah, night. Oh, my God. Be, this has got to be, like, the fruits of the labor from the publishing initiative and all those authors, and they get, you know, springboarded into uh, TV series, media, open media to, yep. to, the, to um, all the streaming services on Disney. So it's awesome. That's It's really, like, I don't want to say it's the fruits of their labor or anything, but, like, that's the next I mean, step. It is. Right? If it, if it hadn't the next worked, step. you know? Like, and, and Leslie Headland, when she came out as, as showrunner, like, literally took the mic and said, for light and life. Like, she started yeah. out with the catchphrase. Like, yeah. I know. This is know easily it. the project, I think, that I got the most excitement from watching the celebration coverage because they did talk to the cast a lot. Um, yes. So I watched a lot of those interviews. A lot of the people just seem, like, over the moon with mm-hmm. how the project is going. And I think the thing that I found so interesting is, I I hope I'm remembering this correctly, I think they said that it's supposedly a mix between Kill Bill and Frozen. Correct. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I can't even wrap my head around that, but I do know there's going to be awesome action sequences. Like, no doubt about that. Very martial arts heavy. Um, I, I believe it was Variety's interview with Leslie Headland behind the scenes. Um, she she did expand on that because, I mean, one, what a great quote. Uh, but she did talk about that. She said when she saw Frozen, she said, I wept because I saw this this movie that was about this bond between sisters, this love that wasn't just between, like, a prince and a princess and, like, you know, all the stuff that Frozen did so well. She's like, I, I just wished that as a kid I had had that story. But then she also wanted to do the martial arts movies, like, inspired by not only Kill Bill but, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, a bunch of stuff like that. And apparently – she said that was a huge reason why she wanted to pitch the show to Kathleen Kennedy. And every interview she gave over the weekend, she got so emotional. Like, talking about, she said Star Wars saved her life. She said it was just everything she could mm-hmm. ever imagine. And from what we heard about the trailer that was shown both at this panel and at the Higher Public panel, um, there was huge martial arts um, styles of the fighting. You know, Star Wars has always had a, a kind of a more Western fighting style, despite its Eastern influences. But they say the combat is very martial heavy, and at the end of the trailer, 
They had, you know, the lightsaber ignition, which was great. But apparently there were like eight lightsabers on on screen, yes. which we haven't seen since like Attack of the Clones. Like the last time we saw that many sabers and Jedi together was episode two in live action. And I think that's so exciting that for 20 years doing the multi lightsabers, doing all the battles, things like that have so much potential and I think I think we mentioned it but this did get confirmed it's coming out in 2024 which I think is fine um mm-hmm. another another kind of general note about celebration was that a lot of stuff is being spread out mm-hmm. which I think is fine you know we're getting room to breathe we're getting time between releases to enjoy them and languish in them so yeah um I agree Charles I think this has the potential to be just Truly spectacular. And for any folks that haven't watched Russian Doll, uh, the other show that Leslie Hemlin did, um, you know, we're in really, really good hands. Now, the next one we had was, was a, a small snippet, a small look. Um, Skeleton Crew, the a.k.a. Jude Law and the kiddos, um, got, <laughs> got revealed more fully. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Look at them. They're so adorable. Um, they brought out Jude and the crew. Uh, we didn't learn a ton about the show, uh, other than based on the footage. Apparently, Jude Law is force sensitive, um, and apparently, it it had a big um, Amblin influence, which was Spielberg's you know kid studio in the eighties. Uh, Goonies was mentioned. Uh, Wes, you probably watched that when you were about thirty, um, <laughs> and you know all 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 the old kids movies uh, that were. Damn, that, so, was, that was uncalled for. <laughs> it was, uh, I look good for my age, huh? <laughs> yeah. um, what, do, what do you guys think about this? We still, I feel like we still don't know a whole lot about the show, but they keep plugging along, and we got the directors sound good. Like, you know what I know? What do you guys I think know that Jude Law is magnetic, and yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> just listening to him briefly talk on the stage, every single person in that audience was hanging on his every word. I don't understand how he can be that charming. Yeah. I really don't. Um, even with that mustache. Even with the mustache, I know. But the same goes for Ewan McGregor, by the way. That mustache. Yeah. Oh, my word. Um, Something's going on over there. We, gotta, I, that, yeah. we need to stop that. Yeah. We need to stop that. But, uh, but no, I, I think the other thing is, look what happened with the gold mine that they struck with young Leia. Can't remember her name, the actress's name what, right uh, now. Vivian Lyra Blair. Vivian Lyra right. Blair. Thank you. So, I mean, they um, they they know what they're doing, you know, with these kid actors yep. as well. So, I, I mean, I'm... Also very excited for this. I just still haven't really wrapped my head around the full premise, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm looking forward Neither. to getting some footage. Yeah. yeah. This this project does seem like it kind of came out of nowhere for sure. Like, and I don't really know what the origin is necessarily. Like, I don't I don't really get it yet, I guess. But yeah. uh, I'm excited yeah. to see it. I wonder if this is going to be one of those projects that's like a one-and-done thing or if it has potential to grow and evolve. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. And there's no confirmed date for it yet, right? No. I don't believe like, so. I like these other ones. think 2024 again. Like they, They've done shooting it, so it's conceivable oh, really? that it could oh, okay. be by the end of this year. Um, they're just in post right now. I know. I, like, I forgot when, um, but but uh, timeline did get – or sorry, shooting did finish. Sorry, I saw Mr. Dad asked when in the timeline it was set. Um, I Thank you, JG. Late 2023. Okay, that's right. So it is late this year. Oh, wow. Which also, as we know, late 2023 always has the possibility to become it's, early 2024. Even more surprising <laughs> then, I feel like that there's no footage widely released. Yeah. I'm guessing we'll get it uh, in the next couple months. Um, and Mr. Dad, we do know where the timeline of the show is set. We do. I don't remember. Help me out, chat, in a second. Uh, but while we figure that out, uh, 
kind of the main star, the Obi-Wan of the weekend, uh, yeah. I think is the next one. Ahsoka's coming. We started out with a publicly released, epic as hell trailer um, where we saw yeah, yeah. Rosario front and center with the date, August 2023. Um, and we got two major casting announcements, right? Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, the worst kept secret ever, right. is playing Hera. <laughs> That's right. Who would have thunk? <laughs> Followed by the second worst kept secret ever that Lars Mikkelsen is returning as Thrawn. I can't believe it. They cool. I, yeah. She said "Heir to the Empire" in the trailer. I died yes. nearly. Yes, you did. There were, the first time I this was actually the first time I really shit my pants during the uh, <laughs> yep. during the, the, the panel. The second time was when they brought out Daisy really on screen. But "Heir yep. uh, to the Empire," mm-hmm. I can't believe they said it. I can't believe they said it. It looks like they're <laughs> setting this all up to be like, is this what Dave Filoni's film is going to be? Is it going to be the final showdown between Thrawn and everybody else? Like, I hope they say all the titles. Like, wait, do you feel that? What? It's like a, a dark force rising. Thrawn's did it. What did What did he do? He gave his last I, yeah. command. I like, hope that. Oh no! I know. There's a there's a there's a couple of little story points that would fit very nicely into this. Oh, that yeah. would really interrupt with a lot. Like the Katana fleet would be super fun to bring into this. Oh, like wow. Isla Mary, put yeah. them in there. Give us give us the freaky salamanders. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm all for it, man. Like yeah. a lot of potential. Uh, he looks fantastic too. By the way, I yeah. was a little. There's a lot of discourse online about the way Thrawn looks because the the image of him has also leaked. If you haven't seen it already, yep. you can go look it up. They haven't formally released it yet. Um, and people are mixed feelings, I think, in a lot of ways. Kind of the way that people felt about uh, Cad Bane, I think, in Book of mm-hmm. Fett. Yep. A little bit. And, 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 are, and Rosario we Dawson are able to show the picture. We are able to show the picture of the back, the back of, of the head. head. Yeah, we show the back of his head. Back of his head. People were like... Before it was actually actually announced that it was Lars Mikkelsen, they were like comparing pictures of him online on Google. His yeah, ears, like Brian Ward, did a great ears. job on Twitter. Shout out to Brian Ward. I think it was Laura from Force Toast's idea. He literally put in a video of him taking a picture and cropping and fitting the ears. Yeah, it was <laughs> ridiculous. That's hilarious. And they were right. But you know, so, all these yeah. all these characters, I, you got to take a step back. I, anything that you saw in animation, it's not going to look like what you saw in animation. I mean, the same goes for Sabine. Yeah. The same goes for Hera. The same goes. Yeah. Chopper is a one to one. That was cool. Chopper. But oh, um, you mean the the biggest war criminal in the history of Star exactly, Wars? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, it, I mean, it was the same for Ahsoka when we first saw Ahsoka, and I mean, yeah. I think that actually Rosario looks great in this trailer. So. Yeah. You're gonna get used to it. God. It's thrown. The voice is gonna match, which is like wonderful. So yeah, literally, yeah. it's him. Yeah, exactly. there's gonna be people that say he doesn't sound like Thrawn. I swear to God, it's the same guy. That's what's gonna happen. I know. Very interested to see how this is happening. Brought to live action, a book character, a famous book character mm-hmm. from freaking forty years ago, Thrawn. whatever, has been brought to live action like yeah. this. It's just That's a nuts. total mind blowing experience. Yep. Like. I the only thing that was missing from this whole weekend is I wish someone could have put a microphone in front of Tim Zahn and got his opinion about kind of where because they confirmed for the first time ever that they actually talked to him about Thrawn's character for the show they actually I forgot who said it but it was Filoni or someone they mentioned Timothy Zahn by name because they've been very reluctant about that in the past 
And I think they've been playing their cards close, but they did at least confirm that they checked in with Zahn and talked to him about him and the show. I, I doubt so. he went to, to the set because, frankly, yeah, I, like I don't that. think Tim Zahn would want to. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like he's like, I'm good. I'm going to stay home in my black turtleneck and not talk about it. <laughs> my cats. That's what he yeah, so, says. But what yeah, about thrilled. some of the other stuff that they showed in the trailer, too? Like, um, I mean, the Sabine so, stuff was yeah. incredible, but actually yeah. on Lethal. In that, whatever that little structure yep. is, saw I don't the even know tower. what it is. Yeah, yep. the tower. It's all Lothal. Lothal's in a movie. Her talking this, this, to this Ezra. Cast. It yep. looked like. Ezra. Yep. 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 Lothal's big. There's this new Sith-like character. A uh, couple new a bad guy-looking characters yep. with red and orange lightsabers. Yeah. Oh, sick. we got names like, for them. We got names for them, too. Um, I didn't write them down, but we got names for them. And yeah, uh, we're not really we're not we're not we're not we're not we're not your Easter egg trailer digest. Sorry, y'all. guys, you know, Alex Damon's got us covered for yep. that, you know, uh, uh, but uh, that shuttle will be a Lego, by the way, confirmed already that in a leak that Ahsoka shuttle. So September oh, nice. 1st, thank you very much, Jacob. Thank you. Braylon and Shin. Braylon right. is Ray Winston. And Shin is his, is his apprentice. That's right. A lot oh, of good stuff. So, um, Ray, Ray Stevenson plays. Um, uh Who's the who's the Mandalorian that he plays? Oh, uh, Gar uh, Saxon. He's the Gar voice Saxon. of Gar Saxon. So, yeah. When he came out to the stage, there's like in the vo- in the voice of Gar Saxon, and I like just stopped listening to anything else, and I was just like, mm-hmm. Ray Stevenson is in the Ahsoka trailer. Is Gar Saxon some kind of Sith that we didn't know about? <laughs> just like, it's no, you stop listening to the details, you idiot. <laughs> oh my god, like, though. Oz had to point that out for me. I ruined it. Yeah. J- speaking <laughs> so, yeah. of things, JG just pointed out. <sighs> Filoni, the last names of Braylon and Shin are wolves from Norse mythology. Because, of course, Dave yep. Filoni put in wolves. Hattie and Skull are their last names. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Dave, I, you know what? Great. Good for you. He commits to the bit. I, you know, we've, we've said this. <laughs> we've said it already that uh, Ahsoka has, man, really big big shoes to fill. Like, just massive, yeah. massive expectations to fill. And, uh the stakes are really, really high, and I am going to be incredibly cautiously optimistic about this project. I really hope that this is not the one that they that they use a low budget for, or don't yeah. really work on all the direction for, or the writing is not just perfect for. Like this cannot be a book of Boba Fett. Like as much as I, yeah. that was a fun show, whatever. But I want it to be the, epic. The stakes are it's too gonna high. Be a, this is going to be a thin line. To walk though too to explain yeah. all these characters that you only know if you watch the animated series like that that's gonna be difficult and uh, I don't know we're gonna have to see how they did it because I was talking to my dad right when I was home and it was the first day of celebration and all this stuff was coming out and I was like oh yeah and that's Sabine and that's Hera and he's like who are all of these people and I was like oh yeah uh, it's gonna take a few conversations but you know what <laughs> yeah. they. Kathleen Kennedy confirmed that this is happening for the films again, and I wish I wish they do it for Ahsoka. They won't. Why can't we just have a crawl, guys? Just put in a crawl. Like, Ahsoka Tano, former Jedi, is looking for Ezra Bridger, a noted Jedi that ran from Lothal. Like, just just do a crawl. Just do a crawl. But they won't. They they put a crawl in literally every freaking comic. Like I don't know why they can't just put it in the game. It's so helpful. It's so helpful. Yeah, it is helpful. I still don't understand what's going on in the comics, but it's helpful enough. That's right. Yeah, it is. I don't know why they don't do it. Um, This would be a good opportunity to do it, but 
I don't see that Four happening, months. to be honest. Four months away, guys. Um, I can't believe that. This cast, we haven't said this yet. This cast is also super hot. That's true. Yes, I'd be remiss. Extraordinarily hot. Uh, I will be remiss. The actress that plays Sabine, what's her name again? I Natasha Louis Bordizo? Yeah, something like that. She that. she came out on stage on the Star Wars uh, stage, the Star Wars show stage, like shortly after afterwards in this mm-hmm. gorgeous white dress. And I was like, like 14-year-old me is deep down in my head somewhere. He's deep down in there. And he was it's like, not that far down. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty far down. He's preaching. Down. He's preaching. Exactly. Is like yeah. oh my Padme God, versus, I mean, good God. This cast is gorgeous. Look at John and Dave <laughs> aside for like these people are all gorgeous. Hi, we're also I know. here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, and, and um, we we neglected to mention there's uh on on the left next to John in this photo I forget her name uh it's it's the magistrate from season two of Mandalorian who fought Ahsoka right. with the Beskar. She is part of uh, yes. Thrawn's fleet. The one where she wears Grand Admiral Thrawn or whatever, right? Yep. Yep. She yeah. definitely got she definitely got interviewed um, during this. Yes, with, that's um, right. I forgot. She was with somebody else, and she was like, I have a name, by the way. I know, that was funny. That was funny. They still haven't quite... I will say the Star Wars show coverage this year was, like, night and day better than last last time. Like, they really just killed it. They just just covered, like, every single actress, got their own Mm -hmm. little moment on the Star Uh Wars show stage. However, (laughs) they really got to figure out how to interview people better about projects that are coming down the line because <laughs> what I, can you tell every, us literally every single interview is exactly the same it's yeah. like i better not say that i'm gonna get in trouble like I, that got really old after like the first two or three yeah like, it was like four days, not being so, able to talk yeah. about it because they they the interviewer stumbles over the questions and the actor stumbles over the questions like it was pretty awkward i wish they would figure that shit out i'm gonna start doing that in all of our utini interviews now with authors like so what can you tell us? And then make the author feel awkward. <laughs> they should great. just okay like one do that. fact <laughs> that each person can reveal in every interview. That then it would feel mm-hmm. like okay, yeah. what is the thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared, that's the question that makes me vomit every time I hear somebody like say that. Star Wars. <laughs> What's it like? It's cool. What's it like? They all say the Star same Wars. thing. They all say they they cried when they found out. I mean, given this, is what we would all do. As yeah, well, of course, which, it's honest. You know, but you know, it's still. Yeah. So that's something more interesting. So to recap this one, because there's, there's, there's one other major panel that we're going to go to that's obviously very important to our audience here and all y'all. Uh, day one, the first two hours of celebration, we got <clears throat> Dawn of the Jedi era film, Imperial Remnant Mandoverse film, New Jedi Order film starring Rey, Andor season two in 2024, The Acolyte in 2024, Skeleton Crew in 2023, Ahsoka in 2023. Footage, actors, directors, updates for all of them. Great way to start. Yeah, way phenomenal start. way to start. <laughs> the only other small complaint that I have, if I have Hit to it. have a complaint now about you anything. You always do. I know, I always do. I always do. Balance. The criticism must be balanced. Well, my head is really big in the show. Tell us, John Ed Corey. What do you your complaint? Lay down, great head of the lake, Corey. I don't know. The other thing that I really wish about Celebration is I wish that they would break up this first panel of the day into multiple announcements i really wish they would because like you get this gigantic hype train from the first day and then all none of the other panels can even hold a candle to it after the fact right right? and this has happened this has happened i think the last three celebrations in a row where this first panel just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and like like last last Mm -hmm. time mando had its own panel Right, Dave Filoni had their own thing that had a whole own thing separate here right they did but 
all the announcements happen here. They brought all the yeah. all the cast yeah. out here, and I'm like, it makes it uh, it makes it it makes it one hard on the people who don't win the lottery. Like yeah. I was in that camp the first year I went to celebration. I didn't win a single damn, you know, mm-hmm. lottery, and that sucked. And also. Nothing just can live up to the hype. We were also jacked. They were like, nothing could even kind of come close. I mean, right. the rest of well, the game. Well, close, I will say. Films. Films and TV. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but close for Yeah, okay, here we go. JG, you know where we're going. You know us. Because we were on Zoom talking about this. Um, <laughs> next up, of course, we have the High Republic panel. Um, awesome. At last celebration. And even bigger at this celebration. What I liked about this was great. Um, Kevin Scott was on Instagram Live saying, High Republic's going to have the most reveals of any panel. And we're like, okay, Kev. Love you so much. <sighs> Friend of the show. Sure. He wasn't lying, y'all, because if you didn't watch it, let's break down everything that was announced at the High Republic panel. Um, starting off with our, I think after Path to Vengeance, our next High Republic book, which is the YA anthology Tales of Light and Life. Uh, this is the Y anthology where all of the High Republic creators are going to write a short story. It's going to take place across all different eras. And they announced all the titles of every story, the authors of every story, and the timeline of every story. Um, and then one additional author, which we'll say at the end. So, um, to start off, you know what? We're going to do a little round robin. I'm springing this on you guys because I know you hate it. Uh, Charles, go through our first, <laughs> let's do our first three stories that are going to be in, um, Tales of Light and Life, starting with The Queen's Bloom. Okay, well, starting with The Queen's Bloom by Zoraida Cordova, which is apparently about Axel and the mother, as in the mm-hmm. mother from the Path of the Open Hand and Axel Kralov. Sigmund Freud stuff right there, I bet. Oh. <laughs> Don't like that. And moving on, uh, <laughs> The next one is A Closed Fist Has No Claws by Tessa Gratton, and that is about Marta Rowe. And then the last one is The Call of Coruscant by Lydia Kang, uh, which is featuring a new Jedi character post-Starlight Beacon. So, I mean, that's essentially... Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. But uh, those are the first three. Those are the first three. Yep. Yep. All exciting. Uh, Wes, take the next three. All right, next three. Uh, Shield of the Jedi by George Mann, a friend of the show. Um, it's about Salandra Show, Ruper Natani during Ruper's trials. Mm-hmm. So I am not familiar with Ruper Natani and with Salandra Show. Ooh, great, so, qu- great segue because tomorrow on utini.com, my review for Quest for Planet X comes out. Ruper Natani features in that middle grade novel and Quest for the Hidden City. Okay, fantastic. Yep. Um, this is kind of what the book looks like. Yeah, there you go. Along on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> wow. Next is The Lonely Traveler is Home by friend of the show, Daniel Jose Older. And it's going into Ram Jammeram. I'm very well yeah. versed in Ram Jammeram just because the name Jammeram. is great. So good. <laughs> and then um, a Claudia Gray story, um, After the Fall. And that is a Vessel Crew post-Starlight Beacon, One Day, One Week, in one month, post destruction of Starlight, mm-hmm. yep. Should I have said that? Damn it! You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love that because the, the three story thing will be interesting. If you guys didn't watch the panel, I did get live stream. Claudia Gray had laryngitis, so she couldn't talk about it. So Mike Seglane had to answer all her questions. So he was like okay. describing her story. Uh, it was great. Uh, 
And in the last couple, we have The Force Provides by Justina Ireland, which is a Vernestra Rose story, of course, with Justina. We have Light in the Darkness by Kevin Scott, which features, quote, Jedi Master Keeve Trennis after Starlight Beacon oh. uh, in her ship, uh, which is named the Geos. He also let that slide. <laughs> um, and then Charles Soule is writing All Jedi Walk Their Own Path, which is two stories. One is Bell and Loden. And one is Bell looking for Boriaga. Uh, so kind of very Bell-focused. Um, and then there was a little surprise. Uh, there's a 10th High Republic author being added. Alyssa Wong, uh, who is the writer of Dr. Afra, is coming up. And they are writing a Barnes & Noble exclusive story. Uh, so you can only get it in that edition, which is New Jedi and Crash Angwa, who is a character mm. based on Alyssa Wong. And that takes place post-Midnight Horizon. Mm. Um, oh, we just love it when they do those store exclusives, man. Oh, gotta mm. buy both of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so That's out of all funny. these, again, we're, we don't know anything else about them. Um, any stories that are kind of jumping out at you guys or any creators you can't wait to really dive into? Because there's some people here we haven't read in, in quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always excited for the grades. Kevin Scott, Claudia Gray. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. there's just so much good stuff happening here. And oh, there's some interesting stuff. This one day, one week, one month thing is pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can yeah. tell that they're all excited about uh, about Phase 3, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, and the rest of the, like, Phase 2 bl- is blown by, I think, kind of maybe fortunately a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I'm just sure. at least very exciting that uh, to see folks kind of talking about characters that we already know and love. I think this is where the passion is for these stories, so exciting to see them continue these. Yeah, that's Absolutely. why I want to read the Charles Soul one, because we all love Bell and Loden, and we all want to know what happened to Buriaga. So yep. cannot wait for that one. Yep. And I'm kind of partial to the Zerata Cordova as she mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park with the crash of fate. I'm going to see what's going on with the Queen's Bloom because Axel is still a question mark Yep. Um, right now. So we want to kind of get some more insight on him. And the mother obviously is the biggest question. Yeah. Marks Fascinating character. Right now, outside of Mark Young. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll follow up by saying uh, Shield of the Jedi uh, but George Mann is probably one of my highest ones. Solandra's show is weirdly one of the characters that I've, I've grown really attached to in Phase 2. I think out of all the characters, she has kind of risen, just based on how well she's written. I find her very Loden-esque uh, as far as her mastery style with Rupert. And anytime we get to see the Jedi Trials written, I think it's fun. Because they were talked about so hypothetically for so many years in Star Wars that when they're like, here's your trial. This is what you have to do. I'm always like, yeah, great. I like tests. Yeah, <laughs> I like exactly. to watch them, you know what I mean? No, you don't. Yeah, I, well, I, like I, I like people taking Other tests. people taking them. Yeah. Uh, so, believe it or not, all those story reveals were like 5% of the panel. Because guess what? We also got Phase 3, Wave 1. We all kind of guessed this was going to happen. Um, the next wave got revealed. Um, and it's much more spread out than before. Um, so, Corey, if you would be so kind... Um, go ahead and walk us through the first three books yeah. here uh, in Phase 3, Wave 1. I'm so, I'm, I know you're excited to say that again. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I'm just not going to say that again because you already said it. Yeah, uh, they did spread this out because we have books coming out all the way through like the end of this year uh, yeah. to 2025, to which is insane. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah, for the whole for the whole. Uh, you know, the whole phase. So uh, I darkness by George Mann was announced as adult novel coming out on November 4th, 2023. 
That's exciting. George Mann's getting an adult novel. Uh, Friend of the show. We did it. We did it, guys. Yeah. George Mann's doing an adult novel. Escape from Valo by Daniel Jose Older and Alyssa Wong is the middle grade novel coming out January 30th, 2024. And then lastly, Defy the Storm by Tessa Groton and Justina Ireland is the young adult novel coming out in March of 2024. So, uh, man, Two exciting. Two months between. I'm all for exactly. that. A little yes. more time. Let us breathe in between the Two projects. months between each book, guys. Yeah. Look at that. For sure. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that George Mann's adult novel – uh, I'm so excited for it because they asked him, you know, what's it about, George? And he said, uh-huh. it's about Marquion Rowe. I uh, see the Eye of Darkness. And he's like, Avar's there, Elzar's there. And then Michael Seglane literally cut him off in the panel. He's like, that's out. enough. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. I know. <laughs> I know. Yet, yet another panel suffering from the don't reveal too much problem. Yeah. But Avar <laughs> like, Chris back give in books. Notes. Yeah, I'm Avar so Chris back in books is a, is a big crew. freaking deal. I, that was all over the internet. Uh, yeah. People were yelling about Avar Chris. So excited about that for sure. Yeah. And and I like I like Valo coming back from the Rising Storm is really fun. Um, a lot of co-written books here with DJO and Alyssa Wong and Tessa Grad and Justine Ireland. Um, a lot of Storm stuff, a lot of Nile centric stuff. And again, like you said, Corey, like Phase Two is kind of past. We did our thing. Every announcement that came up about the Nile, I'm like, oh right, I, I love this. I, I'm very excited to get <laughs> to get back to to these guys. Ah, uh, so that was great. And then. Surprisingly, they were like, um, you know what? Let's just give you the rest of the entire Phase 3. All of Phase 3, they're announcing. Thank you, guys. By the way, thank you. We wanted that. Um, so we already got, of course, The Eye of Darkness by George Mann. But then we got the other two adult novels uh, from Phase 3. Charles, hit us with the other two titles um, and their dates, please. Yeah, so the, the next adult novel after George Mann's Eye of Darkness is going to be Temptation of the Force by Tessa Gratton, and that's coming in summer 2024. And then the last one will be Trials of the Jedi by Charles Soule, and that is spring 2025. So big, big jumps in between these adult novels. Yeah. Projects Mm -hmm. in between, of course, as well. But um, nice to see, I think, Charles Soule at the end kind of cleaning up the thing that he started way back when, right? Bringing it home. For sure. Yeah, I remember when he got uh, interviewed at the panel. He he started it and he end. He's starting it and he's ending it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a that's a big um, testament to his writing, especially as he was the winner of Book Madness. <laughs> he was Book Madness winner, Charles. Soule. Oh my God! Can we talk about that? We have to talk about this. Well, what? We, we, yeah. It's let's let's. Is it time yet, or are we gonna wait? We'll, we'll hit it at the end. We'll hit it at the end. A little All stick right. around. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, I loved also the mirroring aspect of the titles with that. Obviously, so Tessa Gratton uh, co-writing Path of Deceit, co-writing Defy the Storm, and then singularly writing uh, Temptation to the Forest. Really great. Excited to see what she does in the adult space. But with Trials of the Jedi, I love that – because that's what the third phase is called. There right. was Light of the Jedi, Quest of the Jedi, Trials of the Jedi. Literally the first book that Charles sold was called Light of the Jedi, Light the Initiative. And then the last book he writes is Trials of the Jedi – like the initiative and i think it's just very poetic like george said right it's poetry it rhymes and um him kind of going back to the well is going to be great he did make a joke that trials is his legal background and they're all going to open a law firm so we'll see if that's <laughs> what it turns out being but uh yeah as someone who's gotten really into charles souls um other non-star wars fiction writing since light of the jedi i'm i'm, I'm very stoked for him to be back 
Um, and then, of course, we get the, the YA novels. So we started off, um, of course, knowing that Defy the Storm is coming out. But we got the other two as well uh, with similar timelines. So the next one, um, after Defy the Storm by Tessa Gratton and Justina Ireland, is going to be Tears of the Nameless by George Mann, getting a YA, in fall 2024. And then we end, not into the dark, but into the light by Claudia Gray, spring 2025. So again, mirroring the first phase exactly. Just a great call. Just a great call. I, I, I think it's really fun them kind of telegraphing their, their, uh, their end like this. Tears of the Nameless. That is... I know. That's a, that's a Vayner, pretty, like... They introduced that hilariously, too. They're like, what can you tell us about it? He's like, well, there's going to be Nameless, and they may cry. Perhaps. They may cry. That was, like, fantastic. They use the tears of the Nameless for their, their special powers, much yes. like the... <laughs> yeah. Much like the kids that eat those weird eggs that make them jump higher and run faster. Oh, Padawan. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Jared makes a great point. I, I really do like, all, so far, we'll get to the middle grade as well. Uh, the titles in in Phase 3, I think they're just good titles. Yeah, just straight titles up. for sure. Like, fantastic. You know, that was an, the titles for Phase 2 are fine. Excellent, but Excellent pull there, Wes. Nobody, nobody acknowledged that. <laughs> I like it. I like you, Wes. Um, I like you so much, Wes. Tell us about the middle grades. Finish us off here in Phase 3. Okay, so on top of Escape from Val that's coming out on the 30th in 2024, January, um, next is Beware the Nameless. So not tears, but beware <laughs> the Nameless because they're so upset that they got their tears they're stolen. sensitive. This yeah, one's by... You cracked it, Wes. You cracked it. <laughs> beware, beware the Nameless by Zoraida Cordova coming out in summer of 2024. And A Valiant Vow, say that three times fast, by Justina Ireland. No, that's not part of the title. A Valiant Vow, um, coming out in spring 2025. Sweet. Excellent. I I love that there's time. Like, I I feel like we're we're, we're a contradictory show where we're like, where's all the Star Wars? And then it's like, (laughs) there's too much Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Give me an extra week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Reed, please yeah and i'll sure. wait till the last day anyways <laughs> yeah so, um yeah but overall i was shocked that we got this many i i didn't expect all of phase three i no, we have I, two I, months yeah, to procrastinate wes <laughs> <laughs> that's all you ever wanted uh, I know, man. I know. Um, all right here yeah. the yeah. uh the publishing panel was that was this weekend too and we were all shocked that not a single damn thing was announced not a damn thing panel. right not a yeah thing. that was so weird everybody was sitting on on, on bated breath waiting for that to happen and uh nothing happened, uh, yep. <laughs> nothing uh, happened. here based on absolutely nothing uh out of all the we had all the phase three in front of us right now of course they did mention mm-hmm. there's no audio dramas there's no limited series. We did find out Kevin's going to write the Phase 3 comic. DJ O's going to write the Young uh, High Republic Adventures, as always. Yep. Um, out of what we got, what's your, favorite, what's your most excited? What do, you th- what do you think might be the best? Just dude, Eye of Darkness. Eye of Darkness by George Mann, man. That's Damn absolutely... It. I said man, man. I just <laughs> yeah. totally did. Man, man, man. By George, George, man, man. Can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's, oh God, That's up there. So Trials of the Jedi is up there too. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Okay. You're correct. Those are. I think those are going to be amazing. Um, I'm going to go Into the Light by Claudia Gray. Into the Dark famously wasn't one of my favorite books, mm-hmm. but also when, when we talked to her, we, we remember that she had to uh, 
like kind of almost restart the book at one point, which was interesting. Um, but I think ending it, I mean, Claudia Gray can stick the landing very well. So I want to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Defy the Storm, just the title itself by Tessa Grant and Justine Ireland. Um, it's another young adult novel. Yeah. What does that mean? Defy the Storm. It's, they mm-hmm. they tried to, you know, go up against um, Marquion Rowe, possibly. And, and, uh, and his formidable foes might just actually get defeated in this one. And he rises again. I mean, there's a, been a couple books now yep. where it's ended and like, uh, and, um, uh, Mark Yonro and what it's been so long. It's only been like six months since the last book that we've read. Um, the Nile, geez, the Nile, the Nile. There you go. You got there. <laughs> you made it. So yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be, I think that's going to be a good one. So yeah, that it's starting off the, um, the YA, um, initiative for phase three. So, Absolutely. That's, uh, that's a good point. About. JG brings up a good point that uh, Michael Sigalane said that uh, there's a lot they haven't announced, specifically audio dramas have not been mentioned, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which kind of implies mm-hmm. that there are multiple, which is exciting. Yeah. I think we're still going to get a lot of more of those. Um, and then, of course, uh, Jacob also mentions one thing I forgot to put in here. Uh, Behind the Occlusion Zone by Lydia Kang, those are going to be like the um, uh, Star Wars Insider short stories. So they're continuing with those as well. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Um, yes, phase three. Uh, Timothy, great question. Phase three is one year after phase one. So a full year has passed. The Nile have basically won. And uh, here we are. So we'll find out how that goes. All right. Last couple things I got announced, kind of rapid fire wise with Star Wars Celebration. And then we'll kind of wrap up here with what we found out at the end of Celebration. Um, Bad Batch 3 was announced. And it's oh, we be forgot. The final we season. forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. You're up. I'm sorry. Oh. You're up. I'm sorry. You're up. We forgot. Our, we forgot the award. <laughs> yes. Okay, Corey, tell the story. We, tell the story. <laughs> we, we, uh, Oz on the team. I'm going to throw him under the bus hard. Oz on the team. I uh, had the brilliant idea to create some awards last minute and get them printed uh, professionally for uh, Kevin and um, uh, Charles uh, to give them a, a celebration for the top two places in uh, the book madness. And we noticed at the very last minute in the photo that we handed him the thing, we, it was pointed out that there's a typo on the award. So right now we are two for two with giving an award to Kevin Scott and screwing it up somehow. Well, hold on, <laughs> Corey. I think. Okay. never mind. Probably someone said your mic was muted. Oh yeah. I see that. That's weird. Anyway, you're good. I heard you on the same. Yeah, so we're two yep. for two with screwing up with authors. Uh, sorry. Nice job, Oz. There's <laughs> <laughs> always nice. We try so hard. <laughs> we do. We try we so do. hard. We try so hard, and we still somehow mess it up somehow. So, someone away. said though that that yeah. certificate would be worth more because <laughs> because of the typo. I think it was Jacob, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's essentially just becoming a running joke that every single time we give. We give Kevin an award because, to be honest, we're going to probably keep giving him awards. Yeah, he's <laughs> doing good stuff. Screw something up or, you know, the, ne- the next, like, really nice award we need, we give him, like, we give him, like, a trophy or a statue. We need to just, like, smash it up with a hammer and just mail him, like, a bag of, like, powder and, and tiny little rocks. Let's, and not, let's not mail him a bag of powder. Let's not do that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That'd be bad for customs. Oh, man. All right. Last couple announcements I want to go through briefly here because we didn't get, we didn't get a ton of them. We got the panels though. Um, Bad Batch season three announced as the final season. Um, that feels right. Yeah. I feel like the end of season two 
It does. Set it up for a really, really good, solid ending, right? I mean, this kind of seems where we're going here. I'm excited about it. Um, apparently, there was a little bit of footage shown. O- Omega had a new haircut, and it looks like there might be a little bit of a time jump. There was a lot of Mount Tantis stuff. I mean, that sounds great. Yep. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, it's fitting. It's fitting. Ending season season three. So. Yeah. Yeah. And how much longer could they go? We like ends. They're, they're, we like they're ends. Picking up, they're they're going to eventually pick up at a, at a at a time where we've already oh had the story told. So, God, Jared. <laughs> yeah, Christ. Go ahead, tell the audio <laughs> listeners what just happened. Oh man, uh, Stephen Kent said <laughs> trophy with the melted arm or something, and Jared said the loaded Gradestorm award. Oh. Holy shit! For us all, dust. <laughs> That's rough, dude. Ugh. <laughs> All right, two more announcements like a, that we got for, for new projects. <laughs> I'm um, also ready for Bad Batch to end. Let's uh, is what I was going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not what we meant in a good way. We didn't say that in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is this the is this the last animation that we're ever going to get from this studio and this animation style and all this stuff? Well, you think, no, ever? I think so. no, because we're getting another one. I think in the next announcement, uh, Tales of the Jedi season two. That's I got exciting. Announced. That is very exciting okay, that's, because those that one's were so good. Yeah. The yes. Dooku stuff. Mm. Oh my god! Is this is this is that's different animation though, slightly, isn't it? Then, it's slightly different. I mean, yeah, I was they're, say, they're it's slightly different, slightly but still similar. Like the Ahsoka episodes were very Clone Wars esque. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. So it depends. I think that, but but so you're asking, obviously, Tales of the Jedi. Cannot wait. So excited. But for Bad Batch, are you saying, like, is there going to be, obviously, Bad Batch kind of mm. replaced Clone Wars? Do you think there's going to be another? Yeah, something else using that. Because, like, how do they Maybe. do this animation? Ooh, it's like, is it like a game engine, you know? Like, uh, like uh, what's it like, Unreal Engine <laughs> 4 or whatever? Unreal? Is that how they do it? Like, we should I bring someone on the show right? sometimes so. to talk us through that. We yeah, do have to figure that out. Yeah, um, exactly. like they've they've had they've had the Clone Wars and then the Bad Batch using kind of that same animation style, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Rebels was done in a different animation different. style. Right. So, if you're getting into that era, do you have do you keep it con- like congruent and move to that uh, yeah. to that Rebels animation cool. style? Yeah, it's a great question. Way, right? just, because yeah. the animation has gotten it's gotten so damn good. It, I, I yeah. feel bad leaving. I don't want to yeah. leave it behind at this point. Like because uh, because like if. I don't want to start over again. Rebel season yeah. one looked not great. Like the animation was kind of bad. I didn't like it. Right. Well, so, like, on, looked- on StarWars.com, the wording was interesting because in the press release, they said it will be the final season as Lucasfilm finishes telling this part of the story. Mm-hmm. That could mean this part of Star Wars. It could also mean, again, they have something else coming down the pipe. Um, I do want to ask you guys, though, about Tales of the Jedi specifically, because because Charles, I agree the Dooku stuff was especially amazing. We never expected it. If they do all new Jedi, because they didn't confirm it was going to be Ahsoka or not, or Dooku again, what have you. What two, what, uh, what two Jedi do you want? Quinlan Voss. You can have your druthers. Quinlan Voss? Great pick. Sifo-Dyas. <clears throat> Sif- Stupid Sifo-Dyas. question. Of course. <laughs> of course. Always Sifo-Dyas. Yeah. Um, Kiati Mundi. Give me, give me some Kiati, man. Just him and his like thirty-seven wives. <laughs> but like, but like a younger. Can you animate that? I want like a younger Kiati where he still has more than just his little ponytail. 
You know, I want him to have a hairline. Like, like that'd be good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He has a hairline. (laughs) Does it all have to be? All the tales of the Jedi are all from like the similar. It's all like prequels era storytelling. I guess. So far, right? I'm not. I don't think I remember anything outside of that. Right? Yeah. Okay. I, I I mean I think they could also do like it would be kind of cliche, but I mean Yoda, Obi Wan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do some Luke. What if they did Luke? That'd be sick. Hey, yeah, that would, that would, that's would, a good idea. Was, yeah, can we, I was going to say, can we go forward? Because I would love yeah. to get Luke, young Luke, on some Luke kind of Jedi be- adventure. Luke, of comment- Finn, Luke. Finn, when he was in the in the uh, the First Order. Yeah, the, yeah, oh, that might be good. Be oh awesome. my God, use that use tells the Jedi to reintroduce to Finn get him training <laughs> to go to the 2025 <laughs> movie where he's a badass. <laughs> Why not? Who says no? Other than the executives that have to pay for it. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. Again, no other details other than it's happening, because this actually got announced in the um, Clone Wars 15th anniversary panel, so it was kind of a side mention. But last thing we got, this was today, Visions Season 2, which got promoted to the celebration stage. This was on the biggest stage this year. Um, This amazing poster that's on screen right now, and y'all, I'm going to say it, Probably my favorite trailer of the of the weekend. It was so good. Um, it was hella good. This it was so good. spectacular. I yes. did not realize that Visions was this popular though. Me neither. Like, I wonder if it I wonder if it has that I wonder if it fills that sort of like niche content of like one of those things that little kids just really love and they want to watch over and over again, so the parents just like turn it on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like yeah. Like, cause they're all these one standalone thing, and you could just, just watch it. I don't know. Like, also, yeah. what was that really, really good one with? Uh, what was her name? L or Y or the Jedi with the yellow saber? The Village um, Bride was that that one? Village Bride, yeah, Charles. Yeah, that was people, great. Like, there's some really good stuff, and some of the animation in this new trailer. If y'all haven't seen it, it's on Star Wars YouTube channel. Go watch it right now. Um, my God, the amount of 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 skill in this animation because it's all new studios and they're all over the world yeah um alex damon did a really good um discussion about the panel itself and he said all the filmmakers got really emotional about what they did like they're filmmakers from india and they made an indian inquisitor um and all about that stuff mm-hmm. there was like south african people there was people from all over the world just kind of doing their own stuff there's a wallace and gromit style yep the arban studios people that made wallace and gromit did one and there was one That's, in your yes yeah there was one called Sith that out yeah I loved that apparently people got to watch that whole thing um, <laughs> and, and as JG said um, the lightsabers in the beginning looked like electric or like paint like they very did. into the Spider Verse esque yeah. um, looked fantastic and oh Stephen Ken in the chat saying <laughs> uh, what a celebration the next one which we'll talk about in a second would have a Vision season three and they just keep making these things because you're never gonna run out of yeah, studios do it. Right, you right. know, it's it's. I watched this panel, and every one of the not every every one is specifically, but they're all vastly different from each other, mm-hmm. and they're all like telling a story that is driven through kind of their culture. But like, there is a kids version of a short story here, and there's like a yeah. super dark like anime yeah, version. Sure. I'm just like, I mean, it, the the spectrum is so wide that they're and they're given the opportunity to do this. Yep, and they see that. I mean, this is a launching point for them. You can get a book out of it. You can get, I mean, you can get even longer short yeah. stories. You can probably get yeah. some kind of a TV series if you wanted to. Well, let's but, get another book. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I know. 
The, it looks uh, it looks like higher budget too. Do you guys notice that? I don't know. I just did. in general, the Kinda entire does. production value just looks significantly greater yeah. for some. And reason. maybe that's just the studios. Maybe like again, animation is such an interesting thing. It's so less one to one than live action. You know, like I wonder how this worked. Take... I wonder. I wonder if they like know. reach. So initially, they said they reached out to all these studios. I wonder if like after the success of the first time, all these animation studios were like, "Hey, we want to do it. Let us in." Like <laughs> that'd be cool. Like and, it, it, and there was a bid bidding war, and they all they all had to like submit their budget. <laughs> That'd be rad. Well, I guess what I also like rad. they they released the full cast list, and there's some people uh, that are new to Star Wars, like Davi Diggs uh, of Hamilton fame is going to voice a character, um, and coming back as his old character is Dennis Lawson as Wedge Antilles yeah, in one of these wild. shorts. I remember hearing that. Yes, yeah, I awesome. saw that. Shocked. Yeah, that was wild. Blown away. Yeah. Um, big fan. Yeah, he was interviewed. He was interviewed on the celebration stage. Not celebration stage. Yeah, celebration stage. Yep. He was interviewed. Yeah, I just see him out there. And these come out May the fourth. There's less than a month till this comes out. So, bravo to them for like showing literally nothing, and then being like, by the way, it's out in a couple weeks. So enjoy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. For so sure. May the fourth. Uh, enjoy again. There. I think we'll, we'll probably do some episodes. Uh, I know last time we, we kind of broke them up into a couple episodes. I'd love to do that again because I think these just look really solid. Um, so look forward to that. And then finally, last panel of the day is the recap panel. The kind of looking back, there's the great, really emotional, here's all the cosplayers, here's what Celebration was. And they revealed where the next Celebration is going to be. And we found out in 2025, which we knew there's going to be nothing next year, 2025 celebration is being held in Japan. Tokyo. And this Tokyo. This was met with a a wide variety of reactions. I will admit myself, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to own myself on this show. I want to be very transparent. I was very angry to start and then I was very sad because I had been in my head hoping to go to, back to Orlando for 2025. Those have been the rumors and I was like, "Ugh, I can't go." Me, Eric, USA bound cannot go to celebration probably that being said having the day to think about it and having my lovely utini staff to talk about this with um which i also recommend if you don't have friends to talk out things that make you mad get some it really helps um and if you don't pay great. somebody <laughs> don't pay somebody no no go to go to therapy um but um i think this is a great idea for obviously a huge section of star wars fans that haven't been able to go to celebrations like, there are a ton of Asian Star Wars fans. Having it in Tokyo in 2025 is so massive. And I know there's a lot of you listening that are, that are saving today, starting today, <laughs> from the U.S. to get to Tokyo. I might be one of you. I'm probably not. I'm 99% sure I'm not, but who knows. Um, Maybe. But overall, I think we can all agree, guys, that, like, <clears throat> Star Wars is so global now more than ever. And despite yeah. the fact that we may not love that we pro- – a lot of us probably can't go – Mm-hmm. What do you think about them dedicating kind of two outside the U.S. celebrations in a row? I mean, for every person in the U.S. that can't go, there's someone in, in an Asian country that can go or exactly. close to an Asian country. That's the other thing that we were brought up yeah, today. Because right. Utini is a massively international team at this point. Um, and we have two folks on our team, one in Hawaii and one in Australia. And both of those are in very close distance yeah. to Tokyo. Closer. Right? So, yeah. Closer. Yeah. Closer. Um, you know, so for, 
you know, for them to announce, you know, it's in Indiana or something like that, or it's in Orlando, they have the same reaction that we had, right, today of like, oh my God, there's no way I can afford that. It's going to be a $1,500 plane ticket. Like, that's just insane. There's no way. It's a 20-hour flight. Like, so I, I, I get it. My initial reaction, too, was also damn like Tokyo is gonna be really really hard. We looked at we looked at that plane tickets. And, oh yeah, uh, that was a great communal like experience. Sixteen hundred dollars or something crazy. And it's just like Patreon.com slash Utini. Patreon.com slash Utini. I know. Seriously, That's, that was the joke. That we, now we just have to make Utini even more more successful so we can all afford to go and just use company money and. I can write it off my personal tax returns. So, you know, that'd be great right, if we whoa, can do that. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, uh, oh, dang, I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, we have a lot of folks on the team that have military experience and have all spent a lot of time in Tokyo, too, and have all said yep. that Tokyo is an amazing city to visit, and the culture there is fantastic, and people are really nice, and the convention center is fantastic, and... Um, once you actually get there, it's expensive to fly, but once you actually get there, the cost of, of living for your expenses for the trip is not like Anaheim. It's a lot cheaper. So Eric, you looked at a nice hotel across the street from the convention center. It was like 70 bucks a night. So like $77 right now. And let us, let us all remember that as a community. Because it will not be seventy-seven dollars when they open up the hotel block, but <laughs> probably, probably not. It'll be realistically marked up some, but still, even if it was a hundred bucks a night or so, I mean, one hundred and fifty bucks a night, that's still significantly yeah, those cheaper. Lon- those what it London was hotels were like what, like five hundred dollars a night sometimes, that's like insane. for certain rooms, yeah. like yeah. So you know, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks it's- that that uh, for some people, but. You know, I stumbled on a thread in uh, on Reddit today after the announcement. I actually mm-hmm. went looking for it after they announced it to see what the reaction from folks were, and uh, there was a ton of Asians that showed up in in the in the in the thread. Just, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening! Like, yeah. I've been wanting to go to a celebration since I was a since I was a kid, and yeah. like the, la- they, the last time they did it was two thousand what eight? seventeen years ago. Yeah, seventeen so 2008. years ago. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So to everyone that that that's now realizing you're able to go to your first Star Wars celebration, probably the year this that a Star Wars film comes out. Um, I mean this with no irony or anything behind it. Like I'm 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 thrilled for you. That's yeah, me too. So awesome. Me too. And everybody I'll try to be there with you. I'm gonna try. Everybody deserves it. Yeah, probably not. But we'll I think try. It, I think it's great. I think you know, to be honest, it might be a bad take, but I think I hope that they do this more because people. Live in the United States. We are privileged to a point where we get things like this literally every year. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's not Star Wars celebration, we have other things we can do. Um, we get access to so many things that other people don't get access to. Yep. I mean, if they if they held this in India, if they held this in like say somewhere in like in an African country or something, just so somebody can get access to this just once in their lives. Yeah, man. And just put some kind of point. Or some kind of memory that they can latch onto for the rest of our lives. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking about vision. We, we get that. Like, yeah, that's that's what visions is. It's like it's like, hey, Star Wars from the all these African animation studios. Like, yeah, that's that we 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 can't laud that and then say, cool, you want to go to other countries where other Star Wars fans <laughs> live and then get pissed about it. Like, we can be. We we, we had a great point as all we right. were talking about it as a staff today, where you can be sad that it's not coming by you, and I am, and that that's yeah. that's valid. You can feel that. But you can also be so thrilled for these people that get to go to this thing for the first mm-hmm. time. I know. And if you want to work that hard and get there, like it, it is possible. You know, things mm-hmm. can happen. There's nothing like Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it ultimately what, it also it also, well, it also puts it in a, it also puts it in a perspective too that the next time it comes to the United States, like you better damn well bet that I'm going to be there okay. because yeah. it's it's going to be a yeah. risk. Yeah. Okay. This okay. might be the this might be the last time for a decade. You know what Can I mean? Can I tell you so, something real quick that I realized? Or t- sorry, Tyler, uh, who used to be with us, uh, and he's in our Discord now, pointed out. I don't know if you guys saw this. This makes this means it is likely that the next next celebration will be U.S. based because doing two outside the U.S. and then doing one U.S. is is ninety nine percent guaranteed. That will be in twenty twenty seven. Do you know what year that is, guys? That's What's the fiftieth that? anniversary of Holy Star Wars. Fiftieth oh. anniversary! Oh my god. So what if they hold oh, it? That's cool. <laughs> in a su- in the mo- in like a super exclusive place in like Tunisia, in a, where Tatooine was the home celebration. Tunisia, Tunisia, holy shit! That would be perfect. Yeah. They, they they let us know ahead of time so we can you know save up a couple bucks every day <laughs> <laughs> so we can get there. Yeah. But we have our air conditioned body suits. That's probably where, that's probably where it's going. The fiftieth anniversary of Star Wars is probably going to be twenty twenty seven, but. All that being said, like like the the funny thing is as we, as we kind of wrap up our our coverage here, everything we just talked about was without was like with a slower publishing panel. Oh, we didn't really get movie details. Like this is why celebration's great because we've been talking for almost two hours, and this is oh, we, we all had slower... such bad FOMO just watching it. <laughs> oh my god, like, yeah. We oh, so, why didn't we go? We have so much to talk about. I'm just yeah. like, I know we did. I Because mean, I, I, Eric and I, we both had tickets, right? Wes, you didn't buy Yeah, we did. Think, right? Yep, I sold you my tickets. Because no, I, I bought a house either, like a moron. I know. And you sold your tickets. <laughs> uh, quite frankly, I'm not actually sure that I sold my tickets. because You'll find I'm out tomorrow sh- in your PayPal account. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not really sure. I got I got uh, conflicting emails <laughs> from Reedpop. But, what? Um, <laughs> I know. Shocker, right? Um we had tickets and yeah, we had massive FOMO for sure. But yeah. I tell you what, the next time it's in the U.S., like we got to make we got to try to get every damn person on the Utini team there. I mean, it's just yep. it makes it so much special. I mean, we just had I don't we didn't realize what we had, you know, like last year. We didn't we yeah. just didn't realize what we had, like that it, it was. was uh, we didn't realize what we had this year because now it's even further away. It's like London. Now that's so far. Away. Oh yeah. Hold my beard. I know. <laughs> Listen, celebration you is supposed sure to be that? this really crazy magical thing, and it's crazy expensive trip. I mean, it can really be a once in a lifetime thing for a lot of people. I mean, that trip costs like three, four thousand dollars, right? To do yeah. that, like that's not small amount of money for two people. Nope. So, you know, that's uh, it's a big deal to get to go. I'm really excited for you know some folks that don't really get a lot of attention in regards to the Star Wars stuff, like to get some. That's that's fantastic, yep. and uh, I hope I'm excited for everyone to get to, some. You know, if you're getting some i'm excited for it. <laughs> i want you to know that straight from you know what i knew that's where it was gonna go as soon as the words as soon as the words are out of my mouth you know yeah we're uh it's exciting and i mean again we're, we're gonna be talking about these things for a while now i mean the, the all these projects now as, as much crap as we've talked about stars products that have gotten canceled over time they, Star Wars has now gone to all of us and said, hey, yo, here's what's coming. Buckle up. Get excited. And we are. I think that this show has proven I'm very like. Excited. I'm very this excited. Weekend we have so much to digest. Gave us a jump. We, 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 this is the first time we've really we changed our format a little bit on, on Living Force. And we haven't really had a lot of other content besides books and the shows to talk about on the show. And like, I am super stoked to really dive into 
like some speculation about what these films are going to be. Like this is probably yeah. the most fun part about Star Wars. I think is to talk about the films. They just feel different. We've said this a thousand yep. times. The movies just feel different. Yep. I don't know. They're they're bigger. The stakes are higher. The budgets are bigger. Like yeah, you know, there's more stuff to either make you really happy or really sad. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just different. You know? It's a whole it's a whole wild thing. And uh, I'm gonna say it right now. 2025. If the Star Wars movie comes out, if it's Daisy Ridley, if it's Dawn of the Jedi, if it's Filoni-verse, Wes, we got to get you over to the cell so the four of us can go see a Star Wars movie together. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, also, before Wes we is like, you're buying, right? Patreon.com slash Utini. Speaking of which, um, as we get out of here, this rarely happens on the show live. We got a new patron as we're talking, guys. David Cross, new monthly patron. Nice. Thank hey. you. Thanks, David. Um, awesome. Hope you're watching. This nonsense made you happy because, uh, <laughs> gosh, I, I got to say, you know, I, I, I think it's fair to say that the last little bit of Star Wars content has, has been good. We've had a good time chatting. But this 10 out of 10 excitement has been a little lacking in, in my own life. I think that I've had a good time. But watching Daisy Ridley on that stage and seeing Phase 3 higher public titles come out and the Ahsoka cast, and like I, I am, I'm just so jazzed, guys. One I'm so excited. That we didn't mention was both Dave Filoni, who almost broke down into tears, just saying that whether you came in a cosplay or a t-shirt, it just moves. It moved him almost to tears, just it saying did. thank you to for y'all yep. just coming out here and supporting this. And then same with Hayden Christensen. Oh my god, yeah. like his was oh. it was short, it was sweet, but it was it was genuine. I know. Like that was it was such a good thing to see, especially for him. Yep. And um, hearing that from his mouth, saying that he's that he appreciates that. So a lot of that online. So much to him. So a lot of that online too. People saying like, celebration makes you remember that like Star Wars is not all the hate that's online. Yeah. Like the it's it's, the real fans are not hateful, right? The real fans are fun, and and we're all in it, and we all love it, and yeah, just. JG says it re- reinvigorated his passion. I'm like, that's just how celebration always does it, man. Yeah. Like it just gets you so jacked up, even if you're watching from a distance on a YouTube channel. Like it's just, yeah, it's ex- it's, it's, it's not Star Wars Expo. It's not Star Wars gathering. It's Star Wars celebration. That's yeah. the word. Like, and that is the vibe of the whole weekend. And y'all, if if you're having some tough times coming soon or in your life, like. Go on the Star Wars YouTube channel. Just watch some of these panels. Watch some of these. Watch the Anthony Daniels, Anthony Carboni, twenty-seven minute funny, car, dude. Like, just roasting just remember each other. <laughs> what these people are doing and how lucky we are to have this in our lives. And I, and I think you know as as we as we get to our end here, this is this is what we all try to bring to you every Monday night. This is why we do it. Like we love this thing, and, and we hope that when you watch our show. Gosh, what an honor if we're, to, if we're able to give you 5% of the joy and love and passion you get from a celebration mm-hmm. panel. Because we try to celebrate Star Wars every week. And my God, am I excited to celebrate all these products going forward. But what if they suck? Anyway, I hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Quick shout out. Quick shout out to Utini team member, uh, Emma, for it, typing her fingers to the bone yes. to give... Uh, to give our, our family and our members and everybody on the internet some access to the day one um, recaps and all the information that came out day one, day one, day two, day three, day four. Um, that's linked in the description below. Those are her write-ups, um, and that's all from information from the whole team, yep. people that were on the floor there at Celebration. So um, the whole Utini team especially, thank you for putting that all together for everybody because that helps 
quite a bit going through one source to find what's going on yep. within Celebration. Yeah. We'll do everything we can sure. for you. Um, all right, guys, before I get on out of here, let's do round robin one more time, fellas. Uh, other than the movies, I'm going to take that out. Uh, what was the announcement or moment of Celebration that either got you most hyped or most emotional, the one that's going to carry you through the rest of your year, uh, Charles, as an aged 30-year-old now, I'm going to go to you first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Obi-Wan Season 2. That's my answer. I know it's... Which was set... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot! You're right. I mean, I know, I know it wasn't exactly announced, but, like, I did see so that, sorry. you know, you and McGregor was like, hey, if Star Wars fans want more, I'm around. Um, yeah, I would he was auditioning that. straight up. I would up. love he that. He was really campaigning. Um, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I think um, maybe it's just like because it's the next thing coming, but that Visions trailer got me hyped, and I yeah, enjoyed sure. season one so Absolutely. much. You know, of course, each one's very different. Some of them really resonated mm-hmm. with me. Some of them didn't, but I yep. mean, it, it looks like the overall like tone of each one is going to be very different. Obviously, the animation style, I think it's going to be a ton of fun to talk through those, so I'm really, really jazzed about that. Love that. Corey, what about you, man? Oh, man. I mean, I think it goes without question, uh, even if you did take the films off the table, that just announcing big new films is like the biggest freaking thing that's happened in the last Easily. five years without a Easily. doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really think that there is just a really one moment that I'm most excited for or one project I'm most excited for. I'm just happy to see that Star Wars is just super alive and well in general. Like the entire vibe from Celebration just really reignites a fire for those of us in this in this that like are content yeah. creators and we, you know, we get a lot of joy out of doing this and a lot of times it's a shitload of work and we hate it, uh, but a lot of times <laughs> like it is not that way and it's really fun and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just exciting to see the the community come together for celebrations. It's easy to get lost in the in the in sauce the negativity and the sauce. Lost yeah, in the sauce. Sure. <laughs> lost in the sauce for sure. Absolutely. Wes, what about you, buddy? Mine, mine is the uh, Ahsoka TV series because oh, she said. Um, and he's here to come back and take over as heir to the empire. God. And I was like, "What? Incredible! That was the badass. book that I had first read to kick off my Star Wars uh, love for like Man. the whole franchise. Yep. I was just like, I can't believe she said it. Yep. Again, and then I mean, Thrawn live action. Come on, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. Uh, huge for that. Um, for me, it's a tie. I got anything Andor season two. Like seeing that cast. Seeing that yeah, cast great. embrace the love for the show, because I think we always were like, oh, who's watching Andor? You know who's watching Andor? All 60,000 people in London. <clears throat> like, that was amazing to see them get that. But also, uh, for me, the moment where we saw uh, Jedi Master Vernestra Rowe in The Acolyte. It yeah, was, was wild. Mm, can't believe that. Like, everything that we've been loving as book fans mm. and as Star Wars fans is now being put on the big screen for Elish. everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was we, we didn't, incredible. We didn't, we didn't we didn't talk about this at all. With the most immediate project that's coming is uh, Jedi Survivor comes out in just a couple. Oh my weeks. god! Right, True. that last gameplay and, trailer uh, where he threw a that, stormtrooper into a Tie Fighter. Yeah, that was badass, dude. We got that <laughs> that uh, gameplay trailer. Uh, you know, freaking actor that plays Cal Kestis gave his poncho to a couple yep. cosplayers that were dressed as yeah! Cal Marin. That was the coolest shit I've ever seen. Put like, him in Star Wars. Put him in a movie. Just do I it. Know. Just do he it. He tweeted. He uh, that guy tweeted that it smelled nice. That was really fun. Uh, <laughs> yep. That was uh, uh, it was good times, man, all around. Yeah. Also, if any of y'all listening or watching need validation, 
I did take the day off of work when Star Wars, when uh, Jedi Survivor is coming out. So feel free, do it. <laughs> Join me. It's not dumb. You're allowed to. It's it. Who, who cares? What are you, what are you gonna do? It's a Friday. Um, or you should probably pre-order it. I hate pre-ordering <laughs> games. I make an exception for Star Wars though. <laughs> hey, what, what, date is, what date does it come out? Do you guys know off the top of your Je- head? April twenty eighth. Yeah. Oh, and if you shit, pre-order the deluxe, then you get the Han Solo soon. jacket, you get the Luke victory jacket of Bespin or of uh, uh, Yavin. Sent to your house, dude. That's the I'm coming <laughs> off of. Uh, that's my first day off after working for like a week. Perfect. So Which, see, I see, they knew the force is jacked for that, bro. <laughs> all right, baby. Play it in your sim rig. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Listen, I play all my video games in my sim rig now. We'll talk about it. Right. We'll have a show all about it. Uh, but everyone. Uh, First of all, just thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Go to utini.com. Make sure you're caught up on all the coverage that you need. Uh, we're going to be keeping you up to date on everything with all these projects. But not tonight. Because, my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. And a special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, and Zach W. on our Jedi High Council. And James T., Ashley Ingalls, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson, at Corey M. Helton, at C. Hankel, at Boss West, and at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey Charles and Wes for pounding me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out and celebrating Star Wars. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.